dice rolling motherfucking radio. Ho. You playing playing records to set off the mood right now? It's another stormy day Again, on the night of the podcast. Yeah, we're going two for two right now. Two for two. Well, it's gonna. Well, it's weird because like, wasn't it Christmas? Like super hot, right? It was like it was blazing. Yeah, I was oh, like, it was. It was like the day degrees. before and Christmas Day. I yeah. was like, it's eighty degrees out. Tonight. I feel like it just started getting cold, like right as New Year's. Well, New Year's was like pretty. It was kind of raining. That was my. That was the best Christmas present I could have got, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, hey, my buddy, my buddy lives in Buffalo, and they just got demoed. Like, and I mean yeah. demoed, like, like sixty people died, I like the whole city like froze that. over, like it was fucked up. Yeah, I saw a story where like a, a, a somebody, you know, uh, unfortunately, like they. Were on their way back from work or something like that during the storm, and then like their car gave out. And then a lady like, died. She like yeah, so like she she, she like hit some snow and like she got stuck and then died from from freezing and being she stuck. Get out. There she was like get some out. homeless guy that was out in front of some lady's house, and she like went out and like like saw him and like brought him in and him and her oh, boyfriend and, like and took him yeah. like got him fed him and like got him to the hospital because he was he was getting frostbite. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that sucks. Just you know, unfortunate because it's, you know, I mean, we're over here super. Uh, I'm all ooh, I got a jacket like, on. Oh, it we're, we're oh got a double God, jacket dude, up like, in layer, and there's like people fighting for their lives. I'm complaining because it's hot outside. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's people in <laughs> Buffalo right now that opened up a water and it froze in their hand as yeah. before they drank it. They were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. no, that was, that's that's all bad. But um, so I guess count your blessings. Yeah, it's like you know, it makes you just think that's about right. how fortunate we are to live on this side of the country because there's other places. Majority, at least like ninety percent of the country is dealing with either really super cold weather, or snow up to like five to ten feet up. You know what they're not say this year hot like they go on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. right. Like they're you don't really know that the SDG and E and the gas, the gas and electric. <laughs> you don't really know it right until now. you come out here. You know, yeah. it's just like, like oh, this is like this every year. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like this every year. Yeah, yeah. the worst you get is like a couple floods every once in a while. But yeah, no one's no one's Commercial hitting any street snow. floods. Or like Mission Valley or we Fashion Valley, like the river, will like overflow, and that's it. I mean, we don't necessarily have fire. like there's fires. There's like, fires like up in. Yeah. Up you know in, like, what the, though? The, for yeah. us, a lot of people like living in California that don't live in California. I mean, for us, they everyone's like f- afraid of earthquakes. I'll never live in California. Earthquakes, like yeah. there, that's the one thing that they're like. But they'll live in like. Minneapolis and they'll yeah. be, oh, be like, they'll be, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there'll be tornadoes ripping like you know what I mean yeah. like ripping how like complete towns apart and everything yeah. like that every single year but like they're worried about the one big one that's gonna like break California off into the sea yeah right that's just that's trust like, me I worry about that too too though like I'm not gonna <laughs> it's in the yeah. back of my head it's, on, it's everyone back of everybody every time mind. a little yeah. one happens I'm all <laughs> perfect like it's letting a little pressure off for that big one you know what I mean like as long as there's little ones happening don't have to worry you know yeah right the earth is just one big organism it's just ripping a fart fucking boom San Diego becomes Atlantis they had that one that was on I don't know if it was Valentine it was like it was during it was like maybe like 10 years ago 11 years ago that the, it was kind of a big one like everyone felt it here in San Diego it was like Easter and we were yeah it was Easter, Easter. and we yeah, were riding our that. bikes to the beach so we didn't feel anything and we got to the beach and there was people that were like all like <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, what's happening and they were yeah. like you didn't feel that I was like 
It was like in the eight something. They're all fucking like, looking yeah. for the tsunami. But my boy was in his house and like his pool, the water shifted to one side and then shifted to the other side and like and it was a little bit longer too. It wasn't like a quick rattle. Like it stayed rattling and everyone was like <laughs> like yeah. buildings flooded. It was. There was crazy. a big one in Mexico City like a month ago, right? And then it was like twenty oh. years to the day that oh, the same the size same one day? had happened. Yeah, like. Yeah, I don't. It only sucks for that. We watched that. We watched the. Um, the one in uh, there was a, a uh, documentary that happened Nepal. in Nepal, mm. and so like an earthquake, like an like an eight hit, but it hit right in the like right at Mount Everest and mm-hmm. where Nepal's at, and and it was a three part series of like the city of Nepal, this valley that's in between Mount Everest and Nepal, and then also Mount Everest. So it showed like the people the 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 city of Nepal demoed this valley that these people are in. They like went on a hike and they came back and the whole city was gone, completely the gone. The entire city that- underground. That's like some shit I'm watching on Netflix called like the, like uh, was this like some apocalyptic shit where they're they're talking about like civilizations like way before that. Oh like, yeah, ended in some like Tragic, some crazy of like apocalyptic disaster. thing to where like it was like stuff before like I mean Atlantis like you know, so that's what Atlantis they were saying is that, that like like civilization was more advanced then something crazy happened yeah. and yeah. deaded everyone so they had to start from scratch so you would see like they would show like certain ruins like you know that were like advanced ruins and then they would show like the add-ons like when people like mm-hmm. and they, they would see like the craftsmanship would like it would be like perfect and then the, the second like tier of it whatever would be like they just started over like you yeah. know what I mean it's building like on top of kind of shit. Yeah. what had fallen apart type yeah. shit but this yeah. one showed like cats on Mount Everest like at base camp and like at all the camps and all of a sudden they just you just see them shaking yeah. and then they're standing there and they're just like then all of a sudden you just see fucking Snow. the mountain like coming down on them like yeah. and they were like it looked it was like one of those if you're like your feet were just sweating in bed going <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro, that's, that's crazy. Sucks. That is some scary shit. I mean, I mean, one thing we know, you know, uh, Mother Nature and Father Time always undefeated. Oh, yeah. for if sure. They take you, you know, if they want to come out here and take you out, they'll do it. That is shit to go into, you know, with twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But being that we're in San Diego, you know, we're blessed to be at least somewhere in a city that has great weather. And uh, being that our podcast does travel across all across the globe. Uh, on all audio avenues, you know, we are, our hearts are with you if you are dealing with weather or anything that's inconvenient at the time. So we don't want to definitely downplay that, but it's beautiful if you're in San Diego. So you can't be mad at us for talking so loosely like that. But on that note, I think we should kick the podcast off. Dice Roller Motherfucker Radio. Episode 69, Dice Roller Radio, live here inside Stacks Lo Fi. I am your humble, gracious, amazing, blessed, coming to 2023 host. Will be joined with me always. Yeah, Stilo, Swap City, Rottweiler. What up? What up? Mara Sulu, Mara representing MJ. And uh, today we got. Oh, is that a special guest? Yeah, yeah, introduce yourself. My name is Bert, <laughs> aka Profile, uh, Sound Providers, Upstarts. Uh, you know, just that dude. Welcome. Thank you for show, uh, coming up to our podcast. Sure. and being a part of our episode here today it's episode 69 this is a big milestone for us being that is the first episode of 2023 69. yep right. episode 69 <laughs> waiting for that you know what <laughs> I mean, right? coming, bro. 69 no, we episodes, have some other incredible man. guests coming through though to i mean be who do we got we got julian ramirez on the ones and That's twos right, right yeah, now shout out right. julian we or got vibes ones? provided in the back um <laughs> we got mr mike giant mike sitting giant, over in the corner course. right there yeah you know it's part of our whole um, you know mature 
look that we're going into with 2023 being that um, <laughs> last year we were hell on some just, you know, some party shit um, at uh, El Dorado. You know, we got shout out El Dorado. Check out our old episodes on YouTube, all the memoir Mondays with all of our artists that we had uh, host with us and uh, designers that came out and also showcased their um, their clothing and you know, everything like that. So, yeah, check them out. We got full-length uh, episodes of that, of our whole experience then and there. And then everything else, too, audio podcasts, everything on Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good shit. YouTube, shout-out YouTube subscriber. And, of course, our guy, AG, in the back with the video and everything. But, yeah, let's sh- kick sh- it sh- off. Shout-out uh, Being that it's the new year, how is everyone's holiday? You guys want to go around? Yeah, tell us quick, about your holiday. Quick, tell us quick 60 about. seconds. We were Everyone, 60 seconds of their, of their holiday. Started, well, next time we got to just come up here, like, not yeah, talk. Not Set talk. up, <laughs> not say a fucking word. So we save all of, like, the good, juicy shit. You know, I heard you guys talking about, like, oh, I got my kid this getting on. I was like, go save that the for VR. the pod. Yeah, yeah. You know? the kids got the VR. <laughs> Everyone's got kids to go. We hosted, actually. Yeah, let's get into it. How was the holidays? Christmas or New Year's or both? Both. Christmas Eve and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So it was cool. That first year in the new house, so... Um, nice. They had the kids and the family over, so it was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah! It's, it's the best not to do anything. It's the best. Yeah, I, I checked out like the you last, did? the last like <laughs> three days before Christmas, and then like I don't know until New Year's. I'm just like, yo, I don't want to do shit. I mean, I worked every single day, but mentally, I was just not there. But this, this is that weird the, gap. Yeah, man. that's yeah. the time to do that. I feel like that's why people love the holidays too, because it is in a sense a time where you can allow yourself that like. Little, mental, little leisure time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like break. the stress switches though. It goes from different like it goes from like work stress to like shit family like not family yeah. stress but like <laughs> gifts and like this time and like you know what I mean yeah. these days. What is everyone doing and making it just sure shifts, everyone like, is, like the, yeah yeah the 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 stress shifts from like your own stuff and then now it's like oh fuck I gotta entertain my family damn. But isn't that dude? <laughs> it's a trip to be able to do that though because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the dynamic has shifted in a sense in your family. Like I am now my mom and dad in a way. Yeah. And they're like at my house. You know, I still did call my mom like two days before Christmas and was like, I have a bottle of wine. Can you please come help me wrap these gifts? Because I have so much to do. And I'll never wrap we gifts. Were, yeah, he'll never wrap gifts. And we had been hiding them since like August all over the house. So then we 20 had seconds. to like look for all of them. <laughs> wrap it up. Seconds. You better wrap that yeah. shit up. No, I'm like you. I don't really <laughs> wrap gifts neither. Wrap the gift. yeah. I, like, I was like, <laughs> I was just going to put it in all one giant box. Wrap it you up. open up that box and that's what you get. Or I just yeah. give out money. Oh. You know, like, you like money? That's good. So y'all know how to look at an envelope. Yo, here's this. I, hand, I handmade my mom a pillow and the back side was like blue silk and the front side was like this cowhide and it still had like the hair and I like spent so much time making it and then I got to like wrapping it. I was like, fuck, I don't want to wrap this shit. I was like, mom, Mom, look what I made you. She was yeah. like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck. I, Saved yourself and her some time. So yeah. you don't have to rap, rip it up anyways. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Just fucking sit on this shit or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. We all we all got kids. All the kids, all you guys' kids had a good holiday? I mean, Bert. I don't have kids. He doesn't have kids. I have kids by default. By default, has, okay. But, yeah. Yeah. but he's, a, he's got two by default at the pad. So it, it was different. I mean, this is our second Christmas. Yeah. I mean, having the kids is great, but like I told them in 2023, like I went from being the homie to now clean up your room. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I'm not the only one up yeah, picking yeah, up yeah, this, yeah, uh, yeah. Clean up this uh, presence of your... He gave himself yeah. a promotion. Yeah. 100%. I definitely... Yeah, that's good, though. Because <laughs> yeah, at got first, to. it's like the first time is getting to know them and making sure, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to be like the asshole, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's... And now that we've like... 
pretty much set like the boundaries of what we are. Okay. Now I can step into the role of like now you want to <laughs> if you want to earn money you clean your room if you want something like you clean you know what I mean like yeah. I'm not your butler yeah no no for sure that's a, that's a good boundary and like a good thing to establish with even with my own son sometimes I want to be like oh, I'm the big homie like just fucking just you know let's just be cool let's work this out so I don't fit I'm like nah nah, nah. Yeah. then, then yeah, dad switches like, oh, over to the count of three bro <laughs> and I'm not gonna say three <laughs> Yeah, no, that's no, I'm not gonna say. Don't let me get to three. Don't yeah. let ass, yeah. I've never gotten to three. He's eight and a half, bro. I've never gotten to three, and yeah. I've done that shit a lot of times. Yeah, I've seen Steve be a dad, and all. I was just like, oh, he got the, he has the switch for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's cool. No, it's, uh, you know, holidays are cool, and then with the kids, it's definitely. Well, you were out in the but, snow. Yeah, I went to the snow. I went to Big Bear. It was, it was hot though, like so. It was like all slushy and shit. It wasn't like all that great. Yeah, we but. went to Mountain High. Was it a week ago? Two weeks. Two weeks ago. ago? And it was like 65 degrees up yeah, there. Yeah. Like, like warm. Like I could literally wear a t-shirt and ride. Like, all right, I, I can be out here. Shit, it's like, yeah. you know, it's 50 degrees, uh, 60 degrees over there. Like, it's a little cold, but I could wear like a nice puff jacket or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there's still some snow. Like, I, I won't say that I, we didn't play no snow. It's getting some, dumped on right now, though. Yeah, with the storm and everything. But, I mean, I took some cool pictures for the gram, you know. So, yeah. mission accomplished, I guess, right? <laughs> My festive shit with Atlas was the nighttime zoo. He loved oh, that cool. shit. I took him to the nighttime. Oh yeah, zoo. they stayed open. Yeah. yeah, and then he they had like they have fake snow. It's just like foam bubbles. It's like the espuma parties that they used to do at Baby Rock and shit like that. Like it's like, bro, you don't know nothing about this, but like here's this he fucking bubbles. On it? Yeah, he yeah. thought that shit was better than snow. He's seen the snow too. He's like, fuck, this is dope. Yeah, no, that's that's like one of the only places Rode where you the sky could really. Oh really? Yeah, that's fire. Right. Yeah, that's were that's... the animals like visible? Yeah, yeah, the okay. giraffes, the elephants, the fucking mountain. Everything lion, comes out at night. Everything during the day. Like, yeah, like one around, of the only. Like, I'm ready. That's like one of the only places you can like, do something like that. Was, like Is go that out night? there at nighttime, and then they all kind of come out and they're chill. And then um, yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen them before. It's popping. Cool. I got them the whole year pass now too. So now we both oh, got perfect. a year pass. So we're about to just fucking be running around the zoo all day. Yeah. It's a San Diego thing. You guys don't know about it. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. San Diego Zoo, best zoo in the world, best weather in the world, best food in the world. Shit, Facts. man. Facts. What are we complaining about, bro? Sprinkling a little? Yeah, yeah right. People don't That's know how to like... drive, though. Oh, don't. It no, will definitely get started on people not knowing how to drive. No, I'll, go, I'll get started with them. I hate people. <laughs> we can have a whole other podcast about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so Tower. Yeah. That's, that's where you guys been at this year? Yeah. Um... I mean, for the like, COVID kind of like put me into DJ retirement, which I'm completely 100% happy about because like, I've been DJing for the past like 25 years, like out. Um, like you guys were talking about El Dorado, like when El Dorado first up opened up, I did the first 10 years there. Like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Wait, so that's bad. why I feel like I remember. Okay, when I first said what's up, I was like, yo, I feel like I know you. And then I think so it's I did, because I would yeah. see you like. I did El Dorado for like 10 years. I did actually did El Dorado from the minute it opened up for like, yeah, like maybe like. I want to say seven or eight years. Because what was it before? It was a bar called Club Ariang. It was like a shitty like dive bar before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then I did El Camino for since El Camino opened when it was Airport Lounge. So I did that for like eleven years, twelve years. Um, yeah. Blue Foot, uh, Bang Bang. I, I mean, I pretty much DJed anywhere in San Diego. All the staples, yeah, yeah right. Like That's from for for all those years. Plus, also like from LA to San Francisco, Hawaii, like just kind of New York, mm-hmm. everywhere. But um, when COVID hit, it uh, I was fine with it. Like you know, what I, mean? I mean, don't get it fucked up. The checks were great, but mm-hmm. I just didn't want to like. And not that I didn't have to play what I wanted when I was playing those nights because they were my nights so I could play, but I would also have to give a little bit more to the crowd 
just to keep the night going. So certain nights would start off as this, and then you know, then it'd be like the Jay Z songs and everything come out like you know. And as music started, <laughs> hold on, what's that one song where it's like, and the Jay Z song was on, and the Jay Z song. Oh, it's, uh, was on. Miley. Yeah, but in the so that's the thing is, and so as music kind of started to change, and everybody was like trying to get on some like drill trap, like fucking shit that I'm not, I'm really fuck with, right? Um, and you know, people would come up and ask for like wild shit and put their phones in my face, and I'm not like I'm an old school DJ. I'm not like you know, I'll turn yeah. you the monitor in your face, I'll mush you, like I don't like you know what I mean. <laughs> So, but aside from that, I mean, like pl- playing the places were like were like super dope. But like I said, when COVID hit, it was like, all right, like I don't really care about DJing. I like going to bed at a normal hour. Mm-hmm. So when we moved into the new house, my buddy Mick owns Tower Bar, and I was like, you know, I like I used to DJ Tower Bar with my buddy Aliasha some years back, and we did a night there called Lurkville. And, oh yeah, um, shout out to Ali. And uh, so we did that for a few years, and I know, you know. Like, I've known Mick for a, a super long time, and I was like, we're moving into this new house. I was like, I want to start a night, but I want no, it to well, just you be... you threw my birthday at Tower, and we were playing music there, and then that's when he was like, you guys should... We should do a night here. That's when I think you guys first started talking. Or was we're No, it was before. Up? Yeah, I, I had already told him about, like, like doing a night there, but I was moving, because I had seen him at the... Oh, I had seen okay. him in National City at the, at the Highland Cruise. And um, so I was like, okay, well, you know... And I had, like, you know, of course, Mike Giant over there... Um, I was just thinking of people who I would want to have play that we could just play what we want. There's no, you're not coming there to like dance. You can dance if you want. You can do whatever. But like, you know, try to go into places where you walk in and like you're not hype on them. Like no one's putting you up on music. There's mm-hmm. nothing like, you know what I mean? Like it's all the same shit that's on the radio. It's all the same shit that's in every bar, every club, whatever's the quote unquote popular shit. And um, they just, cats just really don't pay attention to their playlist. A little bit more now, but I wanted to have a place where old guys like us could just go play the music that we wanted and, and not have like any stigma. Like if you wanted to play hip hop, you could play hip hop. But if you weren't a hip hop DJ, you could come back and play a new wave the next night or the next time. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know. Yeah, I feel and like so, that's the definition of DJ retirement is you just do whatever the fuck you want. And, and for me, it's you know? like, you know, I've played so many different parties, so many styles of music my whole life. I mean, like, you know, I was always kind of one of those like fuck your mainstream shit like all the time yeah. you know so I never really got into like big big clubs because I don't like that's not I don't like rock yeah, like that the top 40 shit was out nah you know and if I do play some weird top 40 shit it's because it's like I think it's funny or I'm super hammered yeah. you know or what I mean like yeah. or I like it that's it you know so with that being said you know secretly Mara, just throw it on in the car on the way home like fuck I love this you shit know? <laughs> no you'll play we're all like, victims of that though like we're like oh, I hate this yeah. song and then like like you hear it 10 more times you're at the grocery store you hear that you know like you're on the freeway and then someone's bumping it next to you and then just it's stuck in your head next to you know like all right i'm gonna throw it in this throttle and And that for me but 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 at the same time i don't want to walk into every spot that i'm going into and every dj playing the same fucking thing like you know what i mean like and i'm just like whoa like you know what i mean i come from i'm cut from a different cloth of djs like you know what i mean so like when i hear that shit and i was like i hear dudes who can't mix or things like that and i'm just like fucking like you know and i'm not saying that everybody has the mix but just from the era but for me i'll rather take better music than your technical ability to physically DJ if that makes sense you know what I mean like most nine times out of ten people don't give a shit they're not listening to the mixes they could give a fuck less you right. know what I mean like, I feel like they like the other that like other like one out of that nine or ten or whatever is like the people who notice when you mix bad 
Oh, 100%. Like, there's they, that. They and, don't know when you're doing it well because they're just, ah, And then there's that. Know. Then there's that, like, nine out of ten, like, you could be playing somewhere and not everyone is feeling the shit that you're playing. And then you look over in the crowd and you see one person that's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you start right. playing for them. You're like, oh, well, you know what? Fuck these people. I'm only yeah. playing for you. You know what I mean? And then it kind of pulls <laughs> everyone funny. in, you know? Yeah. Um, so with that being said, it was like, you know, Mar, of course, um, yeah, not very much technical ability. But 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 music <laughs> knowledge, like one of the very few people like that it, uh, from the beginning, I'm like, oh, I don't know that song. That's cool. Like, you know what I mean? I like being put up, even at this age, I like being put up on new shit that sounds like the shit that I like to listen to, not mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I don't have to be like the fucking trap drill, fucking whatever shit that everybody wants to get into. Like, I'm not into that shit. So it's like when I hear someone who has a good selection, but... uh a varied selection you know what I mean it, it spans all genres it's not just like you know like I feel like people who only play one certain type of music I don't even know if they really love it because they're afraid to like other music mm. you know what I mean it was like growing up you had like punk dudes rap dudes and these dudes and these dudes like nowadays every you can like the, the punk dudes that I grew up with also listen to Public Enemy they also listen to you know even if they didn't want to admit it they were listening to The Cure and things like that and, and for those times but now I feel like it doesn't matter because it's like with the, with the internet and everything like that you can kind of just kind of meld all worlds together yeah, but yeah. with that being said it shouldn't trap you into like only playing this style of music you should be you should have range. We are kind of in that post-apocalyptic era of music where, like, you know, we had all this foundation set, all this, like, technical ability of artists and shit that were, like, raising the caliber. And now we're just like, well, we grew up listening to this shit. We like all of it. So we're going to fucking play all of it. And I, and I feel like COVID, like, was a kind of like a, like a good thing. Not, I mean, not a good thing in terms of, like, people dying and shit like that. No, yeah. But, I mean, in not. terms of, like, a lot of people couldn't go out. So you didn't go out and you didn't have to clear the club shit and rah-rah shit. So you had to actually go back into your music and listen to what you had. And I feel like the people who made music in that time or the people who were, like, listening to music in that time, they kind of got back into the stuff that, like, they liked. Or they found new shit because they couldn't go anywhere. So the only way they could go was the internet. You know what I mean? And, And find a lot of things. So I think that helped out, like, a lot, especially with, like, so many more record stores are opening up. Like, George opened up this spot, like, before... I was there when yeah. records were done. Like, Serato was it. Like, yeah. everybody's records were getting sold and getting pushed away, and now everybody's back into collecting, which, you know, I, I, I appreciate, but I also don't appreciate the gouging. Yeah. <laughs> it's very expensive, and it's also but, um, people are very particular. So if I say, like, oh, yeah, I buy records, it's like, oh, well, what do you play? And I think that's... Yeah, and that with inflation, with inflation too, like, I mean, I understand records, everything goes up right now, but also too, to get a good record, certain things are expensive, and that was, and and I'm not saying that makes them better, but if it's what you want, you're going to pay for it. I'd rather, I'd rather go and pay the $30 for the record that I want, as opposed to like, you know what I mean, like spending that $30 just doing some stupid shit with it, you know, at least I have something tangible that like, you know. I guess I meant more in the sense of like they'll ask you what you play because they're expecting you to stick to that one genre. So I was speaking on your point on how you were saying how, like, you know, when most DJs, you play that one specific thing, like you're a soul DJ or you're a Mm -hmm. hip-hop DJ. So when you go, oh, I play everything, they're kind of like, wait, I feel like Like, now, and it's it's, it's kind of, like, similar, but it's probably not. Like, kids dress fucking wild now. You know what I'm saying? So why shouldn't your musical taste reflect that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna go out and like be on like like everyone when I was a kid, no one was dying there. Only the skater kids were. Like kids weren't like just 
the world is more like more accepting of it. It is, sense. and also not to a degree. But I mean, it's, when it comes yeah. to music, like you know, I mean, there's like like I had a conversation with my buddy Sergio about like I like young kids like doing young kids now make, cut their own patterns, know how to sew. They fucking know how to make everything from scratch. They also there's other kids when they're making music. Not only they technically sound with all of the programs that are out, but they can fucking play guitar, keyboard. Like you know what I mean? That's like, wild. Are you talking you know, about pops? You know, are you talking about pop, like Serge? No, no, I'm just talking about in general. No, like, I mean, you know, I mean his who you were. Sergio is actually um, from back in the day. He was a musician who played oh, I in. You were just in talking a... about oh specific. no, my buddy Sergio. No, was, so I know. Yeah. So yeah. Serge is my boy. Like we traveled the world, but uh, my buddy Sergio used to play in this band in Chula Vista called uh, Amenity and House of Suffering. Now Word. he DJs. The reason um, I asked that, my bad. I didn't mean to no, just no, no, like, throw this up. Is that like Eli Serge's son was like mm-hmm. interning with me for a long time? Oh yeah, at Rottweiler. So like I, I taught him a lot about pattern making, graphic mm-hmm. design. Like, but that's what he wanted because he'd always draw like superhero characters. And shit like yeah. that, like like uh, Serge would always like show me, like yeah. you know what I mean, like the stuff that his kid was drawing, which was dope. You so, know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just kind of came full circle when you said that shit. Yeah. I was just like, damn. Nah, but I'm mean? saying with so so with that, Fuck. like the whole idea behind the night was like, you know what I mean? We we, uh, I kind of like just called it mind power. Just it's an old James Brown song, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But for me, it was just kind of like. I needed to name the night something, so it wasn't there wasn't too much anything deep, but it was like I just thought it was a cool name. Yeah, yeah. But having Mike play, I know Mike played like you know whenever he would have his art night and we would go to a shop and everything like that. There's turntables set up. He always has like I want to say it's like not avant garde music because you know, but it's a lot of stuff that people don't listen to nowadays, which is great. So I was like, if I can have a place where I can have all my friends play exactly what they want without having to cater to anyone, and I mean, for me, like Tower Bar is an iconic spot. It's oh, yeah. not. City it's Heights. not a fucking. It's not a disco. It's not any of those things. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a grimy little bar that's just fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It still has that 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 like. It's like the only one really left now because yeah. Scolari's is gone. I mean, Shooters is. not But even was- before then, a lot of those places weren't like didn't have music. Like you know what I mean? In terms of like venues, and I feel like a lot of people tried to like not upscale their places it's like oh you know our place was a piece of shit before but then we put some new tables in and now it's fancy like yeah. that shit yeah. is not like tower, tower bar is the perfect shittiness and that's not even a diss like it's the perfect because it's not shitty like everything in there is rad for people who know what the shit is you yeah, know you what got I mean? a good if, if a lot of people walked in there that didn't that weren't up on the shit that i thought i was up on they'd just be like oh i'm gonna go out like yeah. you know so using that spot to um have the type of people who reflect that place for me like mm-hmm. is great you know so we started off the night and i was like so mike was the first on my list of the guys that i wanted to have play and then she said she wanted to start playing music and i was like perfect like you know yeah. what i mean it like like her musical taste is you know it's going to be perfect like she said in terms of being technically sound you start everyone starts somewhere you know what yeah. i mean I didn't even, the funny thing is I didn't even start DJing like most DJs start in their bedroom. I used to work at a nightclub called Ole Madrid and I would just DJ because I like music. So I would just jump up and play whatever the fuck I wanted. Like when, before like the big DJs came on. Yeah, that's how I got into it. Like I was just hanging around him and he was getting into it with uh, this other guy that we DJ with called, called Bubba. And then, you know, I would just go with him and just hop on and start DJing right then and there. And then we started throwing our own events and then. You know, the rest is history from that point. It's just like... Just yeah. throwing day parties. Just, just loving music. Yeah, just getting into and it. And so that was the deal with that. And then, like, you know what I mean? And then Julian... I mean, I mean I've mean, i seen Julian DJ a million times, and we're, and we're boys through Tribal. And um, 
I had him come out and play one night, and like in terms of like technical, mm-hmm. yeah, he murders all of us. But at the same time, like you know what I mean, like a, a lot of DJs who play out don't really get to play what they want. You know what I mean? Like they play to a degree of what they want, but they know that they have to cater to a crowd. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and plays, and he plays the shit that he likes, and fucking demos it. Like I mean, you know what I mean? He goes from like Bjork to Sneaker Pimps to Garbage to like. Radiohead, and it's like all mixed perfectly. Yeah, and he's sick. Jack is DJ, like solo sass, like you know what I mean. Like so, like the worlds kind of like perfectly collide, and but they there's a nice like gap, like the, the balance. He gets to go. It's like it's like Clark Kent and Superman. You get to go be Superman and do all the big parties and shit like that. But like you know what I mean. Like Clark Kent still likes music too, so yeah, yeah. you know, like I gotta yeah, go. He's gotta be himself. Best way to introduce Junior, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about a third of the way in. Yeah, yeah. I just like I like the, your point though. Just like because you hit on something that I feel like is always like something for me being like involved in music because I do audio production for. So it kind of goes into like when you're creating a song, like you want to create a song for a certain scenarios and everything. It kind of goes into like DJing. You're making playlists and everything for that. And I guess it's kind of like the the curse on being on that side, being like you're so involved with music and like you have your own. Uh, way of you know, you want to do things and have your own taste and how you like it. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean? yeah, so, I made records for like. 15 years like I was signed to the same label as uh, Dilated People's Little Brother like yeah. all of them I made a solo album I recorded with Jeff Burrows from Portishead like I recorded with Pete Rock I recorded yeah. with like I made music you know but for me making music and playing music are totally different things because I make a certain type of music but the music that I play I can play anything I want you know what mm-hmm. I mean whereas I can't make the type of music like all types of music I made. I mean, I can, but if I try to sing, it would fucking just sound like shit. Yeah, but you're at, you're at a point now where you're like you're you don't have to abide so, by so any the, of that. So with the night, it's yeah. no boundaries. Like you know what I mean? There's no like, it's 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 cool and uncool at the same time because like you people want to come out and think that they're gonna hear like Mike Mike Mike's not gonna play the same set the next time he plays. Yeah. Julian's not gonna play the same set the next time he plays. Me neither. Like. Me have all of us having like this musical range. Tonight I'm the hip hop DJ. The next night I might be the breaks DJ. Mm-hmm. The next night after that I might just only play garage rock. Like you know what I mean? It's it's you're gonna get everything. But I always want to play have a place that like you know people come and go. Fuck that! I never hear this shit. You know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to like going to some place and going, this motherfucker's playing that across the street. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I I don't like that. And 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 you know I get I get DJing for money. I get like having to pay bills and things like that. And this is definitely not a money maker by any means. But I definitely it's more of it's more of an invitation to the tastemakers to come and be someplace to where they can feel comfortable like listening to the stuff that they can't listen to anywhere else. And that was basically the the gist of the night. And I think us four encapsulates. We have the beginning, you know what I mean? We have the vets. We have, you know, the technically fucking one of the illest DJs around, you know what I mean? And, you know, and it crosses the genres. It crosses into art, fashion, because all of us, I work in, uh, you know I mean? I've worked in clothing brand for years and years and years, you know what I mean? Like, this dude is fucking one of the illest artists, hand artists, like, there is, you know what I mean? So, like, having, being able to, like, have that kind of, like, um, community of people that come in like people just come and hang out just because they like because they know he's going to be there it's cool he's going to be there it's cool and i'm not shitting on anyone saying that what they do isn't cool i'm just saying i'm just trying to create an experience we're trying to create an experience because it's you know what i mean i just happen to have the plug with mick you know what i mean but it wouldn't work without all of us you know what i mean like yeah no absolutely it's it's so that's basically the gist of the night is like come out 
hang out, listen to some cool shit. You know what I mean? Like, feel free to go do any other things like that. But if you want to just come and hang and have good conversations. And I'm not saying it's a place to connect and, like, you're going to come up on some, like, things. But you're going to meet interesting people maybe that you might not have met or you've been trying to meet. And you can come and meet them in a relaxed atmosphere with some whiskey. Yeah. 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 Oh, you got an Instagram page for the event, or do you have like not a, yet? I, you know, you like, like we kind of just we just we were kind of like not winging it, but like we only started doing it on my birthday, right. on your birthday. No, on my birthday was the actual like the first night, right? No, uh, we started doing it in Ju- in July. July was our first uh, first month that we did it. It was the uh, in May was my birthday. Then we waited a month, and then our first night was July. So we did July, August, September, October. I think the only month we did not have a night was December. Yeah. And it's, and it's once a month? It's once and a it's month. It's once a month. January planned already? Yep. Yeah, we have, uh, we were going to do the 14th, but it, we got double booked. Uh, so we moved it to the 27th, which is fine because okay. that gives us a month to get it. Like, yeah. uh, now that we kind of got the formula of the people that are going to be there, because we also will have guest DJs coming and play and things like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? And, and all of us have a large extension of friends who like, you know, play music, music, you know, but I think now that we got the initial, you know, idea down, it's, we're going to like, just kind of like, just, you know, get the page, make the posters, get the stuff. I mean, we got the art guy. We got, I mean, I do graphic design too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's, it's, we have that covered, but we just kind of want to make it like, it's like, um, we want to have like a calendar so that people can plan, in mm-hmm. advance and, and make sure that they can make it because we've kind of just been like winging it with Mick yeah. and being like, hey, what m- what day do you have free this month? You know? Yeah, that's kind of how it was it. working in that sense. And so now once we can lock down a calendar, once we lock down the calendar, we can, you know what I mean, kind of sort out who's going to be the guest for that time since we'll have the actual dates and see whose schedules right. are open, you know, and you know like you said sometimes like the kids come into play and certain things and this guy has a lot of gigs everywhere and this guy might be out have like an art show somewhere so you know what i mean just kind of trying to like make sure everybody's there like the, the nucleus of the, of the of the of of who's going to be there same but. shit we've been fucking yeah. trying to plan with the fucking episode yeah yeah, yeah. Like, sounds a lot similar with our power on the group chats and be like yo what's up with well, the funny thing is is that like yeah. you have all the capabilities in the world it just boils down to the actual like you know what i mean the 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 making it happen, you know. So I think, you know, I've been I've been DJing for long enough and, and, and had, you know, nights for a long enough time that it should be easy to do. But at the same time, like it's gonna be something that we build organically because Tower is a niche spot. Some people it's some it's kinda out of the way for certain people. So what we wanna do is just make it comfortable for people who aren't comfortable like being there. Like you know I'm not saying like in a sense of like but you know you go to certain places you'd be like oh this place something is, new you know, yeah. you know I want yeah. like you come there and hang out with your friends have drinks fucking listen yeah. to rad shit and like go and home and fucking be better following like there were these group of I think it was like two of them at first and they brought their friends like mm-hmm. consistently throughout the months and now they all always sit at the same table and it's yeah, like it's 10 great. of them now yeah you know and then and we have wait for uh, it. we have Mike does an art night and um, all the boys come and hang out and they take over a table and either the dominoes come out or like some cards come out. Something's getting played on that table, you know, and, and that's what we want it to be. It's not, it's not the turn up, you know what I mean? It, I it's, mean, it's it just, does turn up. Oh, you can turn up. Like you get enough alcohol <laughs> in turn anyone. Up, turn up is subjective, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Any oh, al- right. you get alcohol enough in anyone, like it could, it, it'll could get bucked. But yeah. I'm saying for the most part, it's just kind of like a, a, a hang out and do this, the same conversation. The difference is we wouldn't have mics in front of us. We would just be talking shop yeah, real you know life that and then like you get to like talk to other people like you may might do this thing but he does this thing how do we connect out of that and now we can do something because you know what i mean we have the same 
we have the same friends, you know what I mean? Like the, the six degrees of separation from right, like right, from right. actually doing something. Like same thing with like George having the shop. Like I know him from my buddy D Dubs from skating and like I came to the shop and I was like, Oh man, this fucking shit is cool as fuck. So yeah. I hit Mike and was like, let's do like an like an a print like a print sale and like a record sale at the same time, you know. Yeah, and yeah. for me in twenty three, like I gave, you know, I've spent a lot of my life doing a lot of things for a lot of people in, in the sense of like um catering so in 2023 i'm not doing none of that shit like you can fuck with me or not i'm really it's not you know that's that's the that's the motto for 23 for you going in in a sense and it's and and, and it's not anything to be like taken as like oh i'm bitter about anything i'm just saying like i you know i'm old man i just do what i do and if you want to come down and hang out and have a good time cool if not cool like you know what i mean i think that's what makes it genuine more so just like talking to you and like you know hopefully this helps uh Put out, put out what you're trying to do on a more larger scale, but yeah, like, vice versa. Because yeah. I mean, for the same, you know, for my group of friends that maybe not necessarily don't know you guys or anything like that, and they see the show, like, oh, cool. And then like a different, you get different yeah. eyes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything is about eyes right now. Eyes on. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's to be in the know of certain things that's going on. So it's like you guys are helping us out promoting the night. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but I, I feel glad like, to be like quiet as fuck over here just listening. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about We got legends it. in the room, bro. Yeah. Like, yes. This is dope. Yeah, yeah. and it's crazy too because it's like, you know what I mean? Like like having Mike as my boy now, but also like seeing his graphics. Like I've had his skateboards in my room. Like, you know what I mean? I've skated his boards. Like I've had his print like, like for, for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's the cool thing about like the night itself too it, it, it doesn't lend to any sort of um hierarchy of where you think you are and like you know what i mean like you can just come there and like hang out and be chill and everyone's cool like you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like i feel like if someone was a snob on my night i'd throw them out the window you know what i mean <laughs> to that you know or yeah. like trying to be like i hate yeah. that posturing shit it's yeah. whack to me you know <laughs> so um but yeah so come out to the night uh january 27th i think it's a friday uh mind power my giant, Marsula. Julian Ramirez in the back. Um, we got a lot of special guests, I'm sure, planned for the year. Um, Stacks Lofa, my man George, come down, get some records. Like, the spot is ill. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's 2023. Let's get it, y'all. Yes, sir. I like that. Bro, so good. So good having you, bro, on the show. Thanks, you guys. Man, you had any like rapid fire question before he gets off? You, like, you got don't. a question for him? No, I don't. I mean, we kind of all went through it all right now. I just I appreciate just the genuineness of it because just hearing that at all because like we're we're not consumers like on that level with like music and taste and all that. So it was, some, it was just some questions? real. Okay, real, I got a uh, for you, but, Okay, yeah, so say the earthquake is about to hit right now and you got to run out of the record store. You don't have to think about what's available here, but if you're gonna take a record with you. And be on the island of San Diego alone. Oh, sitting right there in front of me. It's like some high alert oh, okay. situation. The low end theory Out of all the records that are right here that I'm looking at right now, like a long player that I can listen to every day, and I've listened to every pretty much every day of my life since it came out. Is the that low end right theory. There. there you, you know what I mean? Shout like, out tribe. That's a real one right there. That's you know. I mean, I could be the cool guy and be like, "Oh, I'll take that rare Miles Davis <laughs> Water Baby sing and fucking like <laughs> motherfucker." Like unless you listen to that album, name one song. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? No, Just go with what you know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll be comfortable rapping low end theory for the rest of my life. So we're good with that. Shit, that's a classic too. So yeah, no, yeah. no one's mad at that. I like that. I love that. Well, on that note, thank you very much. I mean, it's up to you, man. Mike or Julian? We gotta... I call it. Uh, maybe Mike and flip then I'll a coin out with Julian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know what I mean? Get it in there. Since he's the uh, second founder, first co, first DJ, yeah. fucking shout, shout, shout out, hey, Dash Roller Radio. 
Yeah, so we took a break. Um, that was a good little first segment. But we're back here now, second segment here. We got a little bit of wine here now, a little Cabernet, you know, just to get the, you know, loosen up a little bit. But we'll let our next guest go ahead and introduce himself. Hi. How are you doing today? How are you doing? I'm good. We got the legend. Got the legend. Am I a legend? You are. Oh, I, I tell my legend, mom bro. I'm legendary along the inf- among the infamous. There's three people that say you're legend. <laughs> so famous I think that's among like, the infamous. That's all you need to. Shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Wait, who? Yeah, because square people don't know who the hell I am. I mean. You know what I mean. But who cares? And that's cool. Squares. No, I don't care. That's yeah. why it's cool <laughs> to be like famous among the people that you care about. Because it's like, you know, yeah. It's a very modest way yeah, to look at it. So, I guess what, I mean, for me, I guess legendary for me when I think of Mike, because honestly, I've been a fan of your work for so long. And when I met Bert, the first time I, we were like, it was COVID time still, so we were just kind of talking on the phone. He asked me to send him a picture of, like, my living room, like, where I was at, and I did. Mm-hmm. And then he sent me one of his, and I noticed that we had very similar aesthetic. But we also had the same exact art. And it was a lot of Mike's prints. And when I went to his place for the first time, he handed me, like, he he gifted me, like, a stack of some of your prints. And I was so, like, no, like, because, I mean, I bought your art, you know? Yeah, thank um, you. And it's very valuable to me. And and so I was like, I can't take this. He's like, no, please take it. He's like, I have, like, these prints. Like, that's my boy. Yeah. you, You should have these. And... Um, so I was like, wait, go back? I was like, what do you mean that's your boy? And he was like, it's one of my best friends. Like, I've known him. And um, and so for me, it was getting to know you as a person. Yeah. You know, you meet people that you admire and that you consider legendary. And sometimes it's very disappointing. Yeah, I know how that um, goes. But you are such a joy to work with and be around. And I love DJing with you. Um, it's mutual. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's That's fun. it's so much fun, and um, yeah. you know you you're so great with my kids too, and um, I like kids. Yeah, I take a lot of like uh, to get a kid's trust really counts a lot for me. You know, I feel like kids have amazing bullshit detectors, <laughs> and I'm Thank kind you. of a big opposing dude. And often their parents have kind of hyped me up a little bit before I meet them. So it can take some time to break through. And see you know? who they really are. But that's the thing. Even kids that take maybe, you know, a few years to finally warm up to me, whereas they used to hide behind their mom when they when I'd come around and now they're like, Mike, you know, yeah. <laughs> just like to see me, you know, and run yeah. right over. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. That's rad. Yeah. Kids rule. I feel like I first came across your artwork like twelve plus years ago, oh. and I just just been quiet and over here yeah. in the corner just doing my thing. But always yeah. admired it. Yeah, I feel like I'd cool. seen you in like documentaries and books yeah. and shit, and just sure. been like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I never thought I'd meet you. Definitely didn't yeah. ever think I'd meet you just on our podcast that we've been oh, doing cares, a podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of crazy. I know you're like a that's podcasting though. Yeah. 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 I was listening to the Mass Appeal interview you did like nine years ago on the oh, way over yeah. here. No, yeah. I was just like, damn, like. San Francisco, acid, meditation, like this was the real yeah. deal. Like yeah, yeah. I knew your artwork. I was a fan of your work. You know what sure. I mean? Then kinda of watching the interview, I was like, damn, like just like you're spiritual, it's, but I'm glad people look further than the artwork, you know? Because it's it, I, and plus I don't just know. knowing it's that just you're cool like, that cool. people are interested. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, man. Do you feel does that feel better for you? Like when people are interested more in who you are and why you do it? 
versus the physical art itself? So, well, sometimes I just think it's just uh, I have a lifestyle as an artist, you know, and people really appreciate that and wonder how I do it. And, you know, with that lifestyle comes choices about how you spend your time and what you spend your time and money on and all that kind of thing. So I think a lot of it just stems from people like, how is this guy pulling this off? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's really just hours and hours of putting your head down and working. Yeah. There's, is, I think there's a, is it Buddhist or a Taoist saying? It's like a, your practice, like practice makes perfection, you know, like doing it every single day. The, the, yeah. The, uh, the path is the goal yeah. is a Buddhist kind of, Thing to, a way of thinking about things. Yeah, yeah. like you yeah. you appreciate the the path more so than yeah. like the, the end result. Of How it. did right. the path start? Because there really you? shouldn't be an end result. Like we yeah. call it meditation yeah. practice well, for a reason. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm the, every do. single time you're just practicing, but you're not gonna get anywhere. And if you start thinking that way, that becomes uh, an e- an ego of its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, you like start clinging to the fact that you're so good goal. at meditation, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're idiot and <laughs> you blew it again you gotta come back yeah beginning. yeah how did your um i didn't mean to interrupt you but how did oh, your okay. your path start oh yeah. well mm, did you growing up catholic job? really i mean that was my morality system as a kid um some wild ass stories and i just was like i don't know about all this so once I got to college, I took a world religions course, and we studied all the major religions, and I read all the major religious texts and whatnot. And uh, the Buddhist stuff made the most sense to me. So wasn't uh, I would go see Buddhist like lectures and stuff here and there, but it wasn't until around 2001, I would say, that I started sitting regularly with other Buddhist people. And I was mostly with the Dharma punks. They're still around. Um, And then, I guess in 2002, I started practicing at a Shambhala Center, which is a Tibetan Buddhist form in Berkeley. And that led myself and my girlfriend at the time and her daughter to move to France. And we lived at one of the Shambhala Centers there in France and were living and studying there. And... We kind of get got disillusioned by that place. They were arguing a lot. They were drinking a lot of wine. Felt like the llamas were kind of making fun of us. And they were, you know, eating a lot of lamb and shit, and everybody else was eating vegetarian. This is a weird... We just weren't vibing with it. I mean, yeah. God bless them. They're doing good things. But we found out that Thich Nhat Hanh was nearby his place. And he was a Vietnamese monk that got kicked out of Vietnam during the war because hmm. they were protesting the war. They were just protesting war in general. And the Vietnamese government was like, well, you got to choose a side. You're either for us or against us. And they're like, no, no, we're just against war. And we're like, no, you got to go. And it was his friends that lit themselves on fire. Oh. So that was like when he was really young. So he had some really remarkable things happen you know, early in life. And he was already a monk at like 16. Um, so luckily he was nearby. We did a retreat with him. And I think of him now as kind of my root teacher. Because just the things I learned from him were the most helpful. Like the word mindfulness. I think a lot of people hear that now, but he coined that word, Hmm. you know, and gave it definition, you know. And that was a big thing. Like in a lot of Buddhist circles, 
Like I like to do the Vipassana retreats where you're just sitting in silence, and I'll do that for seven days. Um, and you, you, know, you sit and you walk, you sit and you walk for 40-minute periods. And you do some chores and stuff, but you do the whole thing in silence. But they're not really telling you what to do once you go home. You know? Um, mindfulness was Thich Nhat Hanh's way of taking what you learn, we'll say, on the cushion, the formal meditation practice, and how you transition that into life. So it's about kind of using that ability to focus your attention on one thing, which in Vipassana is your breath over and over and over. Whatever I find myself thinking about something, I try to come back to my breath and concentrate on that until I get lost in thought and then come back. But then in regular life, I can use that same tool to, let's say, I'm doing the dishes. Just do the dishes. If I think about something else, come back to just doing the dishes. And in that way, you start to live like a monk, where every moment is full and in, in full attention. In and it becomes a bit more like, on a hippie way, like, <sighs> life gets better. You have a better perspective on how magic it is that it's happening at all, that your heart, for some reason, doesn't take a fucking break until it does, you know? Yeah. It's... it's it's amazing that it's all happening because you totally not like, take it for granted. I don't mean to cut you off, but like, cause yeah. you're not hung up on the past. You're not afraid. That's the thing with the present moment, the future. You're yeah. like in the now. Right. right. And that's all we have really. I grew up sim- very similar, like raised Catholic. Hmm. Um, you said 2002, but it was probably like around 2008, 2009 when I first came into contact with your artwork. It was like hmm. hanging in the streetwear boutique in downtown. Cool. I think it might have been called Future of Style or something like hmm. that. And I think it was like either Prince or Tease or something. I think I remember my cousin in San Francisco took me to Upper Playground. I don't know yeah. if you did work with him. Well, I, I did a like, lot, yeah. So I feel like it was kind of like that era, like 2009. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I started taking a world religions class at cool. City College because... And, like, midway through high school, I was still in Catholic school, and I was like, nah, fuck this. I got to go, like, I got to explore because there's too many, like, hypocrites around me. So this is, like, really fucking with the way that, like, I'm really, like, leaning into this religion. Like, it's not working for me. So then I I just kind of, like, went, like, more against it, anti, and needed to, like, explore my mind. And it was always Buddhism that, like, I feel like drew me, like, in a lot because there wasn't... There was central figures, but it was more like, okay, how did the Buddha become buddha like he was kind of like following his own like Tao, like his own way you know mm-hmm. and then he was like sheltered from all these things and then it was like through experiencing of like death like sickness and like poverty that he was like all right i gotta go figure this out goes into like meditating and you know all these things be- happen you know so mm-hmm. the katama becomes the buddha but like yeah like i don't know it, it like it tripped me out to go back to to christianity at some point and like just take like kind of bible studies with friends and i'd be like okay well we're all young we're all trying to like figure this out but but then i started to think about those lost years of jesus like what he was doing and i started to look at some of the poses he's he's represented as doing even in the catholic church like there's all these paintings of him doing very like symbolic like like um uh, like mu- yeah po- or they call them mudras mudras in, in exactly. buddhism they Even have like, specific like meanings one, like the main Absolutely. mudra like a little cherub like like angel praying it's from the era before when people can read and write you had to right. show people pictures that were symbolic right you know Science and, 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 and like so that. So yeah this yeah. is like the mudra of like om mm-hmm. which it kind of later becomes like amen but it's it's like uh it it represents the God in me salutes the God in you. 
And so yeah. this whole idea of like him being the son of God and we're all children of God, it's like we're all gods. And he's trying to say something. And like, you know, the amount of like fasting and praying and fasting and praying and meditating and listening to God, talking to God, and then his ability to, ability to like like fast in the desert for like 40 days and like sustain like all these crazy things. And like he's going around preaching this stuff to people. But like you're kind of missing like what's happening from like where he's like 12 to like 32 or something. Mm. So there, I have this book of like him and... uh He's called, he's called, like, the king of travelers. Like, basically, mm-hmm. like, he, in the Islamic religion, he's a prophet, Isa. And yeah. And he's, like, talked yeah, yeah. about, like, in yep. the Quran and stuff. And, yep. and he's, like, written like the, about. the uh, Jews think, too. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. a prophet, no doubt. Yeah. But not the one. Right, was, right. You know, yeah. bro, chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so, basically, this there's this idea that, like, he traveled to the East, picked up all these, like, Eastern philosophies and brought it back. And then, sure. like... He wouldn't have even had to go far, really, because right. if Alexandria was really where it was in Egypt at the mm-hmm. time, it, that's where. Because I love reading those kind of alternative takes on the right. on the uh, the Jesus story, mm-hmm. and I like the one that posits that he probably studied at Alexandria, and that's where he met Mary Magdalene, and she was a much different person than what they portray. That's and, like the first city he you goes know, to, right? After th- Bethlehem? That's, like that's after the being thing. Born, I, like, I can't remember specifically, but I, I know he was it. he was identified with the Isis and Osiris religion, which was a, a combination of opposite forces, so male and female was, mm-hmm. you know played up and equalized, you know, like a yin-yang, you know, but that kind of went against, if you believe the stories, that he was actually not born of a poor carpenter, that he was actually a descendant of David and Solomon of the Old Testament, which would have meant he was a royal by blood, you know. Well, it's a, a, Mary you know, whose lineage is right? descendant of David. I mean, they... Like, oh, they yeah, there you the go. Names, right. Like, the, no, that's the thing. You read the same shit. Yeah. 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 No, that's the thing. It's fascinating. And growing up Catholic, you're like, oh, this doesn't make a lot of sense. But then you read these other books and you're like, oh, put the place and a time on it and also a like, mentality a and why this mattered and why that mattered. I love the stories that Magdalene was uh, pregnant at the time of the crucifixion and escaped mm-hmm. to southern France mm-hmm. and that she was black. Namaravinji. Oh, all that, that stuff. stuff. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but again, I, I don't know if any of it's fucking real. But so it, bo- it's bottom, to, bottom line is, you know, <clears throat> when you go, everyone, take a, everyone take a world's religions class. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the draw oh, right there. Goes, everyone, everyone take a world's religion class. I, 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 I too took a world religions class in college. So it's like, cool. I think it definitely gives you a different it's perspective. Cool that we're I think all it's cool. On, on that. P- yeah. Like totally. what that class taught me was that people actually believe that there's a religion about like a flying spaghetti monster. Anything, really. <laughs> That's just that's it. a true thing. I thought it was a South Park episode, but no, it's real. People actually, yeah, like you know, you'd be you'd be surprised. Like South Park is actually right about ninety eight percent. Well, they're <laughs> referencing real things for sure. Reference. That's the genius. So of that's the why I was yeah. like, I went down the list of all the different religions, like on the world religions class, and I saw like the religion of uh, flying spaghetti monsters. I was like, nah, I don't know. I'm like, no, it's real. Anything can be a you can you can sure. form a nonprofit and a religion yeah. and stuff. We and had a church like, of cannabis. Sure, yeah. church of Satan. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, fucking the book is sativa. Fucking yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of books, the first real Buddhist text that I was I was attracted to was Ram Dass's "Be Here Now." Such a trippy book. It's a very trippy so it's book. It's all hand drawn. And, and he, you reminded me so much of your style. Sometimes, oh some sure, a lot of your prints that I buy, there are a lot of. Black um, and white. Black and white. A lot Simple. of Buddhists. A lot of lettering. He loved yes. to play with lettering and words, and that kind of comes with a lot of acid use, I think. Yeah, Be Here Now is incredible. It's a it's yeah. a trippy book, and I mean, I I was seventeen, and I was super into like the beatnik generation at that mm-hmm. time. So I was reading a lot of you know Burroughs and yeah. um, you know, just really getting Kerouac. into Kerouac. Okay, yeah. I mean, my first I on did the that road too, was kind the first. of the set. That yeah, I'll kind of stay in a genre or a lane yeah, like that. And I think I kind of did the same thing. Yeah, when yeah. I when I started reading more of those authors, that's what kind of led me into like Hinduism, Buddhism. Yeah. Um, you know, started like eating a lot cleaner. You know, sure. practicing yoga. I was super young. Yeah. Um, and then you know I was still listening to like my hardcore and my punk, and so it was like this internal battle sure. because I grew up. Um, Jehovah's Witness so I was we were very much more like 12 tribes of Israel almost like Jewish in a sense Um, but I mean it was definitely uh you know Buddhism and Hinduism have always been even Taoism well Buddha was a Hindu yeah just like Jesus was a Jew yeah, but I mean, world religions ways, was, right? was like, really bridging it 100%. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all The Buddha built off of Hindu ideas, mm-hmm. for sure. But he, again, uh, it came through his experience, yeah. you know. And, the you know, like, too, the, the Buddha was trying to create Buddhas, not Buddhists. And I kind of think Jesus was trying to create Christs, not Christians. Like a Christ consciousness. That's right. Like Awaken to the connection people. of you to God. Yeah. That exactly. God is. That's like, you know, like when a Christian says, oh, I'm the son of God, you know, and people are like, to a Buddhist or a Hindu, they're like, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yes, yes. We are all sons of God. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. Do you guys ever <laughs> no find question. yourself in conversations with people who do not believe in God or have no spiritual um, it depends on how you define god yeah yeah, yeah i think a lot of you it know. is subjective that's why yeah, my, that's a my, interactive, my interactions these days with when it comes to religion because i don't think i'm the most religious person either and I, I too again grew up in a catholic home but i don't really you know associate too much with it or i have my own perspectives on it just like on a more spiritual level uh i do read up on like buddhism as well and everything but i mean there's people who don't really connect with it based off a lot of what you said, like with like the hypocrisy on a lot of levels or just like the structure of like people, people put it all in one box where it's like the structure of it alone. Like it's the turn off. It's, it's the turn off. And yeah. you know, like you, you don't really see the benefits of like really what a lot of people can get from it from an artistic value or just from like a spiritual <laughs> value of just like for themselves to be a better person. You know, yeah. they're just like, Oh no, it's like, it's the fucking, it's, it's the man or it's, it's just like, it's a way for them to, to, uh, 
to put you down and shit like that. So it's like, you know, it's a turn off. That, that's my conversation. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't want to do anything with religion. I just like that. don't think it's like, I think it's all like mind control to some degree. But I think like there's so many good elements. Like if you read this, the, what Jesus is quoted as like saying, like, I think there's so many good positive things you can learn and take yeah. from your life and into your life and like, you know, like act like that or, or behave like that. And I think it's only going to yield you like good results. But have I mean, you read yeah, the uh, Gospel of Thomas? It wasn't included in the uh, canonical Bible, and yeah, they're no, still kind of disputed. Read a bunch of the apocrypha uh, stuff, like that's the, yeah. Like see, that stuff. stuff's fascinating yeah. to me too because there, it's kind of written in those Buddhist ways of these funny little phrases that really get your mind to unlock the ego and open. Yeah, you know, it's, there, there's this one me- quote great from, metaphors from the Gospel of Thomas that I use a lot in Rottweiler, oh, cool. and like my my clothing brand and stuff yeah. like that because I. I grab like you know stuff from a bunch of different religions. I've grabbed stuff from the from the Be Here Now book. Um, cool. I mean, yeah. just like so much. Like all and all my friends see it, and they're always kind of like, "What the fuck are you?" Yeah, I was about to say like a lot of his pieces. About? I wanted to ask you too, since we're all kind of on this topic, just like how much like like religion is with art because you you put a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've always I've always said it to you from the very beginning. The, the camos that I bought from you. Yeah, had. that one's. It says it was written. Yeah. And it's yeah. uh, Mach 2. And I think that comes from, like, the book The Alchemist, mm. which is, like, I think is a really great book. Um, it's a classic. Yeah, Such right? a quick read. Mm. It is. And and you could even listen to it. It'll take you, like, two hours maybe. But, yeah, right. But Mach 2, basically, it was written. It's, like, it's destiny. And in that book, like, it connects uh, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity in this way that, like, Puts you in the seat of, like, this young teenage boy who's, like, yeah, like, going through his whole life in, like, the Levant, like, Spain, Morocco, Egypt, back to Spain, and and you're just kind of, like, Meeting these characters. This is, like, what life would have been like type thing, you know? So I used it was written, but in the gospel, according to Thomas, I use this one quote that says, let him who seeks not cease seeking until he finds, and when he finds, he will be troubled, and when he is troubled, he will marvel. And it's just like damn, you apply that like, to life now. <laughs> like you find some shit out that you're not supposed to, but you go out and find it. Then now it's like, what do you do with it? Mind blown. It's mind like you're just like you sit there with it. What do you? Yeah, it's just like your whole shit up. Your yeah. whole perspective is flipped now. Yeah, that's a it's common like, theme in Buddhism that for sure. Real interview you did when you were talking about mm. that that feeling of like you know when the when the LSD hits and you're like. You know it connects in your heart. Everything doesn't make sense in your mind. You don't know how to explain it to anyone, but there's like this powerful connectedness mm-hmm. that's like just omnipresent. that only you could feel. It's like you're you're yeah. you're entwined with it. Like that's and I get to the same place on those retreats doing the meditation. meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm a little. Uh, Hesitant around psychedelic experiences now because that deeper voice is like, bro, we've been through this. Like, you're welcome here anytime. Like, (laughs) because I did used to do a lot of hallucinations. Sometimes people meditate to get to that space, like without even having to take. That's 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 the thing. You can get to the same space, space, but it does. It is a long, gradual uh, process, and I think there can be some merit. In giving someone a preview, Absolutely. like DMT is a wonderful preview. DMT it's only ten wild. minutes of an investment. Pure, it just goes away. Unlike uh, LSD, you can feel gross for hours and hours, and it can last for hours and hours. Yeah. But DMT will give you a little taste of what's possible on the other side. You know of 
this reality. Yeah, I've seen a lot of know? like docs on DMT where like, yeah, but again, it, yeah, it, you know, and it's it, you, sh- you don't want to just keep doing that and be there all the time. There's no. a lesson to be learned there, you know. But it's uh, it's a, it's a good space because it is that interconnected space. Right. It's egoless. Um, you come back refreshed. Mm-hmm. They show, you know, with biofeedback how healthy it is for your mind mm-hmm. to get into meditative states and then how good it is for the rest of your body. You know, it's all been like proven. Too, about the mushrooms and stuff like that. Like, oh, I sure. think mushrooms are good. So yeah. It's great that, medicine. It's that great that it's more They got mushrooms available. and everything now. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say they got it in chocolate bars, coffee, I, I, powder. I ate some New Year's Eve. Just so you can make two, two nights ago. But yeah. with LSD, yeah. it's making the a pill. can be as ugly as like the come up is good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, be- LSD is an investment, and that was my favorite mode of getting it there. Travel. What do you yeah. what, what do you think of the term microdosing? Mike's cool. You know, again, if it's showing benefit at a sl- slight dose, that's great. Yeah. If it's, I don't think you need to blast the fuck off. I'll, although I yeah. do think you need to blast the fuck off at some point. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're just microdosing and you're talking about you know what the fuck's up, you don't know shit. Like, yeah. take five dried grams. <laughs> do the heroic dose. Like, go ahead, and take, go ahead and take like, eight and grams then, of And then let's that talk. Was, and then microdose. That's the yeah. thing. In, in the <laughs> end, yeah, you, you got to eat the whole fucking chocolate bar, homie. Work your way up to it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, at some point, it's like weeds like that, too. You know, at some point... Fucking go for it! Like just go nuts! Like to where you don't even know what time it is, or what day it is, or where you are, or what your name is. Blast off, but don't just stay there. Learn something from that, and then come back. Ayahuasca is that way. It's intense, but it's it's a practical psychoactive tool. I don't think anyone says learn something from like that's like the first time I heard like yo like learn something from. I always went with that in, but I always went with that intention. That that should be. Like all you're trips, right. all you're trips, right. you just go in there like I'm just trying to trip out, like I'm just trying to get fucked uh, up, and then you're there yeah. and you're just like, what the uh, fuck? And then like, was always yeah. like the but, psychedelic astronaut, like what are yeah. we discovering today? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but right. like you get lost, but you don't really see that they're like you're learning something about yourself in that moment. You're just like I'm just here in this space. I'm never been yeah. lost. Like my mind's like out of nowhere. Or some like, people I'm go shit, in it with you know? fear, yeah, and then they have Ooh, the worst experience yeah. because they're so yeah. locked into trying to control the situation. And that's what's nice now is you can like even with the mushrooms you can ease somebody in now mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean and th- i'm kind of doing that with my girlfriend now she, she did mushrooms for the first time the other night and we just took a little bit and i every hour i would ask her to stand up with me and we would stretch and be like all right tell me how you're feeling yeah. really try to notice the subtleties does anything feel weird and she's like yeah it feels really weird but it's hard to describe like what's weird i'm like yeah. perfect like, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is easing into it yeah. so then yeah. there's various levels of that to the point where you don't know if your eyes are open or closed because you're in a pure hallucinatory state. And how are you? How, well, who are you? Where are you? What are you in that space? I'll you tell know? you my biggest. And you got to not freak out. 100%. <laughs> Hang in there. My biggest meditative state was my childbirth because oh, I sure. had. Um, that makes sense. I had it with midwives. Chemicals? No, I had midwives. I had a. But that's what I'm saying. Your own body. body, Yeah. That's what I understand, Um, especially from uh, using a midwife versus the hospital because they put you, they fill you up with all these uh, chemicals Mm -hmm. to get you through the birth in a hospital that interfere with the bonding between the baby and the mother because your chemicals are changing rapidly in that Mm -hmm. moment too. 
and that's such a crucial moment. It was yeah. so intense. I've heard that. Yeah, my it wife was... had an epidural because she had a she had the C section. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was that's a whole different process. Yeah, again, very, right. It was just a very. Um, I had to control my mind in order to get through the process because mm-hmm. it was a pain that was just so overwhelming. And so I had to, I prepared myself mentally before it because I really wanted it to do it that way. And it was just, you know, focusing on my breath for a certain amount of time. And then for my first one, I needed it to be completely dark. Mm. I couldn't handle sound. Mm. I needed quiet silence. I wanted to be in the water with my second. I I didn't care about sound. I was okay with the day. You know, I wanted to just kind of be relaxed, um, but I all my body was always telling me, and I forgot where I was, what I was doing, what time it was, yeah. who was around me. Right, another you know, level of I consciousness. I went on a completely different, and then you just zoom back into that moment, and it's just bliss. That's so sick. It's yeah. so crazy. dudes will never know. We'll yeah. never know that shit. I don't Fucking lames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we suck, bro. <laughs> but there's so many natural states of meditation, I guess, is my point. Um, oh, and that's what a Buddhist would tell you, too. Even Thich Nhat Hanh talked uh, talk to us a lot about mindfulness of body and exercise, you know, anything where you're really pushing your body, um, where, where you can't really think about anything. I, I always thought of the riding the fixed gear bicycles with no brakes in oh, traffic, like in San risky. Francisco. Yeah, you, it's so dangerous. And it's going so fast that you can't think about anything. You can't focus on anything or you're fucked. You have to stay wide open, wide open, you know. And in that way, you you zoom through super dangerous shit and you're just, it's a flow state, you know, just like yoga, you know. But that's an important thing where people are like, oh, I don't know how to meditate. No, your body knows how to meditate. There's times when you do it. When you're having sex, that's a form of meditation. Or fucking should be. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it is on some level. Yeah. It's, uh, You're concentrating. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, that's a big one, though. Kind of. Just because, like... Well, you're, there's moments of consciousness, but I feel like that's meditation, too, because yeah. you're in and out. It's just... I, I know from speaking with women that men can sometimes be way too self-centered in sex. <laughs> you know? And just kind of, that's not so meditative to me, you know, which, uh, you know, it's one of those things. I personally can't speak on that. We good on that aspect. (laughs) But I can see how how that, yeah. Mindful sex. Mindful sex. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, 100%. It it should be a sacred act. You know, I mean, it's the act that creates life. You know, that's, that's, that's way underrated, you know. And it, but again, it's if you look for cues about how to act sexually from the world around us, it's so shallow and just wrong like support, and weird. I, and, you know, I think there's like a know? supportive selfishness. It's like, what, what are you selfish about? What am I yeah. selfish about? Let's be selfish together for yeah. this time. I think there's different types of moments for sexual experiences. Like sure. you can, I think there are moments where you can have the awakened spiritual, you know, love yeah. making, yeah. you know, experience. And then you can, you can have the other meditative sex, which is, you know, I know what you like and you know what I like. And 
yeah. giving you pleasure is my med- my form of meditation yeah. um right. and sure. of, of you know showing trying to find common someone. ground though when you're able to like blend the two in there somehow yeah, right yeah 100% yeah. and then I think that's where the concentration comes from where you're just like how am I able to like perform and do x y and z while also like attaining to this other person who's trying to but get to that Mike's point, I think he yeah. means in like we're, we're living in such an over over sexualized time. All without doubt, yeah. That yeah. it's just one of those things. It's very different, you know. Like well, just like music, it's like the microwave era, you know. Like everything just has to be like you know yeah. quick and just I like to a T. I think like, it's a lot more male focused than, than yeah. are you anti microwave? Yeah, anti microwave. I had a fucking we had bratwurst and like black eyed peas. That's like oh, my no, mom's. Oh no, you can't cook a bratwurst. No, that's like mom, no, no, no. I mean, they were okay. So basically, that was like that's like my south. mom's like New Year's like tradition type thing. Like New Year's Day, that's what she'll make like black eyed peas, rice, and and bratwurst. So Fire. she cooks it all fancy, and nice, and shit. But then like there's always leftovers. So this morning I was like, there's no way I'm heating that shit back up in the microwave. Like I threw that shit in the toaster oven. <laughs> No, so I fucking mm-hmm. put that shit in there for like ten minutes just to warm it up. But yeah, I prefer. I'm just, they were like looking at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "This is already fully cooked." Like I'm just a fuck a microwave. <laughs> they're like, "Nah, like a microwave is pretty much." They're like, "Nah, we listen to this and then that about how like microwaves like, are like aren't bad for you." I, they poison. I can already hear them laughing a hundred years from now. Like yeah. microwave, <laughs> like fucking idiots. Yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> man! Oh, well, that's smart. My mom said some shit like, "Oh, a microwave is kind of like." The sun, but like without the ozone oh, layer, I'm like, really, yeah, that's the fit. shit that causes cancer. We'll be on fit. <laughs> you described it perfect. We'll be we on air fryers now, bro. Man. We're on, we're on fifth generation air fryers at yeah. that time. That's yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say the same shit about fucking canola oil, but fuck it, I kind of yeah. like that shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking humans, right? Yeah. So I am really, really, really super honored to be able to be sharing the stage with you at Mind Power mm. every that's month. Cool. Mm-hmm. And these are the types of conversations, though, that I feel like we find ourselves having even at the venue. Yeah. Going off Bert's point, like, it's... Well, really usually I'm pretty high. Yeah. So it's going to go... It's going to gravitate towards some weird shit pretty quick, I think. I'm going to let you know, this is all I ever talk about anyway. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> religion and microwaves. Yeah. God, God Thomas. As soon as we started getting into religion, I was like, looking at him, I was like, fuck. Here like, we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Episode 69. You couldn't do one episode without fucking talking about religion. It's 2023, <laughs> first episode. Oh, here we go, religion. I remember my... my <laughs> son's dad was uh his friend was like yo does mara have any friends like what up hook me up and he's all why do you want to meet mara's friends all all they do is sit around talking about the moon and crystals Crystals. (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yeah that's true there's worse shit to talk about 100 (laughs) percent at least we have interest (laughs) just wanted to quickly get into like is there anything else that you're working on right now that is coming up that people can you know kind of tune into i know you know we do sell a lot of mike's posters at mind power yeah yeah Um, yeah i'm always making posters that's kind of the foundation of my earnings at month to month um yeah so i always have posters and at the like online they're usually 50 60 bucks but if you come and see me in person like at mind power Mm -hmm. they're only 20 bucks yeah, so regardless can, of what it is. So you nice. can come and pick up super deal. You know, a bunch of posters, lots of really cool art yeah. to get you. What's your uh, website? Uh, MikeGiant.com, Mike and Giant. I'm OG Mike Giant on Instagram. 
Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you got any socials too. Okay. Yeah. Do you yeah, screen print a lot of stuff locally? Like um, I've used the same printer in Oakland for over twenty years. My buddy Nat Swope, and uh, maybe I guess it was last year I did a residency at the Hate Street Art Center. Oh, they're same. trying to keep the history of the psychedelic poster era alive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they have a printing. Uh, room up there so I've been able to hire the master printer there for a few uh, that I did recently oh yeah oh, totally man. but it's mostly them and I I do prefer kind of to work with local silkscreen printers so I can just mm-hmm. pick them up in person in my car and save yeah. on shipping fees and also support the local printers but I haven't found a good poster right printer here down here I've been ah see here we like go six years, bro. the I'm connections are happening your work, your legend, so yeah no I'd love to anything, let me know. try it out yeah for sure hell yeah but yeah, yeah that's bro. the main thing yeah. Music wise, fuck, you're a DJ too. Like, okay, man. Yeah. Now a we're going to the moon. DJ. We're going to the moon right now. <laughs> what record are you taking with you? It doesn't have to be one you see. Just... Let's see, what would I say today? Um, the soundtrack to Dune. Okay. Dune, My cousin like the, just. The movie the, Dune, the, ori- movie, the original one. Or the original, okay. I was about to yeah. say the new one. I kind of like the new one too. The new one's the cool too. One it is a nice. It, yeah. Interesting interpretation of the same story. Yeah. Really My, cool. My cousin for Christmas, my older cousin, he was the one that put me on a Star Wars. He's like the mm. older, older OG yeah. to me. He he uh, gifted my nephew a copy, like a, like a first edition copy of Dune. Like like the hardback book, and then he gave yeah. me a copy of uh, like a three book Jules Verne compilation. Oh, from fun! My kid. Jules Verne. So I, I read that as a kid yeah. too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, classic that's dope, shit. Man. I gotta check out the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtracks are always cool. I yeah, I collect know. a lot of soundtracks. Totally. One pleasure. And I can't wait to talk to you off the mic and off the camera and everything, bro. And I'm definitely gonna pull up the mind power. Yeah, please. It's Super. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you having us. Having you here on here. Dice rolling, motherfucking radio. Like ten, fifteen crates of vinyl. And before I left, I moved to LA, and my pants kept on me like, "Yo, get, get it out of here, get it out of here." I never came. And uh, did they give it away? They were like, they told me like, if they don't come this weekend, we're gonna put it on. um, No. No, they said come get it. And then I had, they put it on, uh, what do you call it, Craigslist. <gasps> and everyone was digging at my crib one time. That's, some fun. Like That's fucked up. It's like four or five crates of, like, to, oh up to LA. Oh, my God. Like Did you pull up and then you just saw people just no, taking, like, pulling like, vinyls out there? digging and shit. I was like, oh. <laughs> they had a big garage sale. Well, that's how um, I, my whole, the whole reason why I even started, like, DJing was because I, I had four crates and my parents moved a lot, and yeah. I kept my crates on, in their garage. Yeah. And they were moving, and they just got rid of all my shit. I had like a originally original signed Cure poster, like oh, all wow. kinds of stuff. They just didn't give a damn. They were yeah. like, "If you're not gonna come get it," and I was like, <clears throat> you know, I don't even know where I was living at the time, but obviously I didn't have any place to like put all that shit. Yeah. yeah. And um, my sister's ex is at my house. Like he's a contractor, so he was putting up some stuff at the new pad. And he's like, "Damn, we're excited that you." like living at this new spot and I was like man I hate moving like I always lose shit when I move like Mm -hmm. my parents always moved and that's literally um, what I went through like my parents just moved and like we had a bunch they had a bunch of shit from like because I moved out like years ago so like they but they moved out of there that like the family house and they got a new one and so it's like all the shit that they've accumulated from like 20 years of my life and shit like from when I was a kid I'm like looking through I'm like where's this shit or like where's or I'm finding stuff I'm like damn this is where I've lost this like 10 years or 
five years ago, and like here it is now. Like what the yeah. f- what's going on? Well, like he was. I was telling him, I'm like, like the biggest thing that was a major loss for me is my parents just gave away my records, yeah. like my records and my turntables. And he's like, he's like, I have your records. And I was oh, like, uh, wait, what? He's like, yeah, when your parents were moving, I took your crates and I stored them in my storage. So oh, after okay. 12 years, I got three of my crates back. Uh, wow. And it was on my the month of my birthday where we Damn. did the first night at the Tower Bar. Yeah, see, I'd go to my homie's house and they'd have my records and their yeah. shit. And I'd be like, dude, this is fucking mine. I'm going to take this shit. Well, so you I have tags on them and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, so like, you know, right? Yeah. And I knew, I still, I remember going through them and I was like, damn, all my 80s is missing, all my reggae. And I was like, he's like, I still have have to go through my storage I know I have another crate um, but he was talking to Mike uh, about mind power and he was like we need another DJ and I was just like yo I just got three crates like so I'll like, play I'll play you know yeah. and he was just like you want to play and I was like well yeah I'm down I, I have my records now and the rest is history and the rest is history way too much money <laughs> yeah man just happens. Do you feel like you have a mentor? No. I mean, I've, like, definitely been influenced by a lot of people. I feel like um, uh, when I was younger, my sisters used to throw house parties, and they'd have DJs come through. And I was just always like, damn, this Are is Are you the dope. baby? Yeah, I have four sisters. Wow. Yeah, so all older younger, than you shit? Yeah, oh, they're older. Shit. So they'd throw crazy house parties, and they have, like, all the DJs, like, early 90s come through. Yeah. They'd be spinning Beastie Boys shit, cool, you know. Dope shit. So I would always see the DJs and be like, yo, that's something I want to do. I'd go like look at the tables and kick it by the DJ yeah. the whole night. So I was like, yo, man, I'm, uh, that's that's what I want to do. You know. Before we, before we get further in, let's, let's introduce our guest. We never gave him a proper introduction. Yeah. Let's give it up for our, uh, for our third guest here. What up, what up, what up? Julian Ramirez. Julian Ramirez up in here. Thanks for having me. What's good? Welcome. Thank you for being on our podcast. It's a pod. pleasure having you. We've been having you in the back this whole time. This whole episode is just throwing down, playing yeah, some tunes. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely gives it the good uh, uh, surrounding sound, you know, cool. to keep it uh, more listening. But yeah. we appreciate you being here and giving, no, uh, thanks for having me. giving us your time. time man. So, uh, that's, a, that's go, an interesting go ahead, perspective, though. I just, I remember being little and, uh, like, the fucking, the first, like, house that my parents, like, moved into where we pretty much, like, like you know, put our roots down and shit. And, like, I was, like, maybe four, three or four years old. And I got to grow up in that house and everything. My fucking next door neighbor was like 15 years older than me. And they hated this fool. They were always <laughs> fucking, they never called the cops ever. But this fool was always throwing house parties. Yep. And I remember being little, like my parents would go to sleep and I'd hear the music because it was like closer to my room. And I'd like go to the back porch and I'd sit because like, I don't know, it was weird. Like our, our front door was like on the street level, but then our back door went to like a back deck that had to go down because we were kind of like, like lower. Situated, yeah, like yeah. on the, like a little valley kind of thing. Just like the alley was lower type shit. So I'm sitting on this top step and the next door neighbor, his backyard is like kind of on the ground level still. And the, he'd always set up his DJ booth and his turntables, like, facing, like, that way. Mm-hmm. And my house was over here. So I'd have, like, this weird spot to, like, sit on and, like, just watch the party happen from, like, behind the DJ booth, which is, like, on the other side of this fence. 
and I'll just see like smoke fucking blowing <laughs> smoke up. Smoke and lights and, like, and all that shit. Yeah, if she just like, yeah, man. Do, like these rowdy like nineties parties and I was like fucking seven, eight, just kinda like watching it and then like then my my mom would go out there because she'd hear the music and she'd see me and fucking grab me back inside <laughs> and shit. Like the Bronx tail shit. You know but, I mean? but later like, <laughs> like the Bronx tale, yeah. when I when I was like 15, 16, he introduced me to who became like one of my best friends, like still one of my best friends. And like that, me and him have just like made art, music, and shit together forever. And um, yeah, shout out Marco, shout out Gods. He's like dope. still, no big yeah, like movie. I said, I was like influenced. Like my sisters would have parties and she'd have DJs come over and throw crazy parties. And I was always influenced. And then that turned into her dating DJs. And, and then she started dating this fool that was like, promote like and like he would sell ecstasy at all these raves so like he would like all the djs would give him like demo tapes like he would break them off and then he would get some demo tapes so then he had all these demo tapes in the room so i'd like i was young too i was like in seventh eighth grade i'd like you were listening to mixes i'd break into her room when they would dip (laughs) and then grab tapes grab a little bit of weed and shit and like i would smoke and like listen to all but this was like drum and bass techno like mm-hmm. you know like deep house all that stuff so i heard all that music and then my other sister was like she was older at the time so i heard a lot of depeche mode the cure like mm. 80s stuff you know mm. so it's like all that was influenced like by me and um that's why i kind of like you know play all kinds of genres of different music yeah, and dope. then uh, eventually i just started collecting records but i didn't get turntables because they were expensive like techniques were like fuck 500 they back then so. yeah yeah no, they're now crazy like now yeah they're crazy now so i like took my like sisters i was like man i'm gonna throw a house party <laughs> so like i started throwing house parties at my house and i charged like people like five bucks at the door yeah collect money and then i went and bought my first pair of techniques but before that i was like Every weekend, like when you're, you don't really have shit to do. So I'd like record all the like mix shows on the radio. Yeah. I'd go to like the warehouse, get like four blank tapes, you know what I'm saying, on a Friday night yeah. and just like listen to all the mix shows and like record all the songs. And then eventually, like I think I, before I bought my tables, I think I found like a turntable at a, at, at a garage sale or something. Mm-hmm. So I had one turntable. So I started collecting records. And what I would do is like I got two stereos. I'd play like a mix, the mix that I recorded, and they play the house music. Or whatever, and then I played my record with another stereo. I turned the stereo sideways, so it was kind of like a mixer with the volume. And so I like so practiced like practice. fucking around. Wait, and stuff how like that. old were you when you were? I think it was like in eighth grade. You were young. Yeah, before I got my tables when I was a freshman, and after that was a rap. Like that's all I thought about. I was like, and all my boys were graphing and you know tag banging and shit like that. What but, was your first like real gig? Um, used to be called Distillery in Escondido. It's an old ass club. I think. The, I think. What's the name? Is uh, the DJ there was like some old school, cool T or something like that. Cool T. So we were there one time, and it, like it was like a sixteen and up club and shit. And I like my sisters would go, and so I like tag along. Yeah. I was always like shitting bricks, like to get in. It was like <laughs> little kid shit, like sixteen, because they didn't. I mean, you couldn't check IDs. So well, I was like, how are they checking you if you're sixteen? No, you couldn't check IDs. Yeah. It was literally a secure guard, like look you up and down and be like, all right, cool. No, you look. Uh, you like yeah. you went through puberty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I remember going to some random shit like that. Let's go. I think I it was called Inferno it. or no, something. It was a distillery, and then it turned into the Ice House or something like that. I don't know. It had a so, hard time so now, I bro. met the DJ and I was like, yo, I DJ, da 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 da. He was like, yeah, man. He was like the OG old school DJ. He was like, yeah, all right, I'll give you Saturday at 12 o'clock. Come bring your records. And I was like, cool, hell yeah. And I was like, I collected hip hop, but at that time there was like the like the Latino community, like the um, you know, like the like the what do you call it? 
like party crew, pa- uh, party crew days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like all like Richard Humpty Vision, Bad Boy Bill, house music, like a bunch of Chicago influence stuff. So I collected a lot of house music. Mm-hmm. And so my first set was like 12 o'clock. I went and spun for half hour. And uh, it was cool because everyone, it was like house music back then was like on all the radios, like Power 106. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of normal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as far as today, you play how you go to a party that's either hip hop or house music mm-hmm. or whatever, 80s and shit. So I played my first set. I thought I killed it, but I probably was whack. But um, <laughs> did good, and so that was my first set. And then ever since that, um, so you got called back. No, I, he gave me a guest set, but at that time, um, I was already messing with a lot of promoters, and I was in a party crew. I got in a party crew called Essence of Evil. It's EOE, like I don't know, young kid shit. So got in a party crew, and then um, I started doing all the events around here in San Diego. So I was like 16, doing all these like fucking underground raves, like. There used to place called in downtown called the Loft. They used to throw parties, mm-hmm. North Park, Dive Club Diversity. It's like all these, and all the DJs would kind of hate too. They'd be like, "Who the uh, fuck is this little kid?" Like, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, who is this little motherfucker? And I'd just be like, "Yo, wait till I get on my shit." You know, and wait till I jump on the tables, then you'll see. But um, yeah, so that was just like in the beginning, and then um, I always collected hip hop. We were always like, because like I said, all my homies um, skated and. Um, you know, graph. So we were always like with hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So started collecting hip hop records and then um, started getting into producing and then uh, moved up to LA. Moved to yeah. LA like in 2007 or something like that. That's what's up, bro. And then, yeah. So I barely graduated high school like 08, but I yeah. remember like I was just having my older brother's like birthday dinner was like on the 30th and um, I was like talking to a bunch of his work friends and he was just like, or they were like kind of asking me about him and shit and I was like, bro, like, He's all fucking corporate now. Like, if you would have seen us when we were in high school, like, he was like hooping and he was crazy. Like, he would hoop, he would hoop everybody up, like in Imperial Beach and South Bay. Yeah. And um, so they were like, he went to a private school and I started going to the public school. But everybody knew me as like little Victor. Like, Victor is my older brother, so they're like, yeah. oh, you're little Vic from like just down the street. And I'd be like, yeah. Like, they'd be like, okay, cool. Well, you're cool because he's cool. So then like. They were like, well, where's he at? Like, and they'd bring him to parties and shit. And then they'd, he went to a couple of house parties and then he'd be like, yo, like, they're asking me about you. Like, they, they know that. Like, they see you and shit. So yeah. they want, want you to come. And I'd be like, all right, fuck it, let's go. So we got all fucking wrapped up in this fucking party crew called Smash ENT. And they were like, yeah, you're the youngest, so you're going to be the mascot. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. was like, all right, <laughs> oh, yeah. We all had like tall tees with the, the acrylic on the yeah, shirts. Yeah, man, and shit. big pants. Like, I remember the videos. All the groovers and shit, yeah. rocking big Adidas yeah. shit. Well, you know for saying? us, it was like the the baggy jeans, like the baggy yeah. South Pole jeans with the rubber bands. With the rubber yeah, bands yeah, on yeah, the side? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I remember the baggy jeans. I remember yeah, man. I had moved from Oceanside back to Chula Vista, and they didn't really have, like, groovers and stuff up yeah. there. It was, like, mostly, like, Samoan and, like, black. And then I moved back down, and I was just, like, more kind of, like, skate, surf. You know, I had my, like, hoodie and my shorts. And right. my mom didn't even let me go outside. So I didn't <laughs> yeah, even know, yeah. you know. So I'm there, and I'm, like, in Chilvista, and I see this kid when I walk into the attendance office, and he has a shaved head, like, bangs. Bang. Shaved head. I had shaved like, head and bangs. baggy pants, and his name was his name was Leon. Shout out, Leon. We're still friends to this day. <laughs> and I, he was just like, what up? And I'm like, what's up? And then we had class together. So I'm sitting there, and I had these, like, flared jeans. And, like, this girl's talking to me, and she's like, so what are you, like, a groover? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you have flared jeans on. And I was like, my mom bought me these jeans. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I just... 
My mom bought me. Yo, my mom thought these were cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you mean? Yeah, my mom bought. I think like the like the pot like the the events back then too is like you know everyone was there from like gangsters to thugs to like groovers like to like you know fools that were into house music like um. Well, I can't. I can't think of the name right now. But just there was just all kinds of people there. Because they had like groovers, and then they had like the guys that were kind of rebels. Like, rebels. There you go. Well, I was like, oh, wait, wait what is a groover? Like, I'm not. Groover is like what a term is like all would wear like like, like I the mean, little like plastic jewelry. Jewelry. They had like the Elmo backpacks. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like. So what you would think of like when you think of party monster, like it's kind of just more colorful. You know, they wore like they carry like I don't know. Yeah, we don't. We didn't have any groovers. Like when I was in school, we either had like like cholos or socials. It evolved into like the scene. Well, yeah, I mean that was like the kind of like like the gang. Like you know, I mean that. Yeah, of course, there's always been trolls and gangsters. But I'm talking about more of like the rave community. Yeah, it was really big on rave community. On where I was. And rebels were like, they were like like James Dean. Yeah, but they battled. Dance music, yeah, <laughs> like house music. We go to LA too a lot. You know what I mean? They had crazy clubs up there, yeah. so we'd go up there. So I always bought records too, mm-hmm. like in LA. I like either like the girls dating or whoever had a license was like, "Yo, take me to LA," because LA would get their records first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, you can get stuff. And, I, and shout out to AC and S and Trula Vista, and they had Aqua Boogie records. So they had they got some new stuff right there, but. L.A. would get the records first, so I, if I had a gig, I'd, I'd have someone take me up to L.A. Mm-hmm. and go crate dig. And then Melrose was cracking too. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Melrose then. back in the '90s was like wow, like it's shit, so there were so many now. record stores, so many like just like mad graph heads. Like you can get caught slipping in the back alleys if you're a graphing and shit. Fools would roll up on you. So like it was cool, and um, I'd get my records up there, and then so I DJ down here, and it like it took at least like a month for the records that are coming out would to get down to San Diego so it'd be kind of cool so to, sh- already, to go shine and shit but yeah. th- that's how I've always been I've always with anything in a sense of like you know I, I gotta have the new stuff or the new shit you know new music or whatever the shoes did you know, you know that uh, Julian also has like a vintage clothing uh, like it's like a pop-up but you also oh, well, have, no, I have a, I have a page it's called My Daily Routine I've done oh, like okay. LA Men's Market a couple times um like, it's crazy because the funniest story is, like, when I was saying that my parents, like, got rid of my records, um, I've always, like, back in the den, back in the day, like, when I would buy records, it was like, yo, the new Wu-Tang album came out, you cop the shirt and the record, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, anything from Dr. Dre to Snoop. So I always collected shirts and records. So probably, like, in 2000, I'd say 15, um, like... Vintage started blowing up. Like it says, I helped. Um, shout out to Sean Weatherspoon and up there round two. I was part of that. Helped him up do their um, their store and all their vintage stuff. And like that's like kind of like when the vintage tees really started popping the band tees and stuff like that. Yeah, the band tees. And I found out like what shirts were going for. Like Snoop Dogg's at the time were going like for eight hundred, nine hundred. I was like, man, I had that one. So I knew I had a box at my oh, parents. No. So I like hit my parents up and I was like, yo, like. You guys still have that box? Like, we don't know. We got rid of your record. We, we didn't know. So I was like, fuck. Like, I hope it didn't. So I drove down the next day. And thankfully, I had a whole box of just old-ass vintage, what? like, hip-hop Wu-Tang shirts, yeah. all that stuff. But um, I've always collected. And then, um, you know, I started up a page called My Daily Routine, which was pretty big on in the vintage uh, circuit. Like, I, I curate more, like, high-end shirts, mm-hmm. um, you know, very rare ones. So... I did that in, um, I, I did LA Men's Fashion Week, and I did a couple pop-ups. I did a couple pop-ups at Compass Con, 
all that was just vintage shirts. So, um, I mean, I did this probably, like, it was good because during, like, quarantine, like, all you could do is, like, all our gigs got fucking canceled. So, like, I sold a lot online, you know what I mean? It kind of blew up. But now it's just kind of, like, so many people are into it now. I'm just kind of, like, you know, I'll still post here and there, but... Um, I kind of fell back a little bit on it, but I, I still. That's how shit gets when the shit gets a little oh, saturated. Yes. You're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Kind of chill off that for a bit. Yeah, because yeah, back days. then you could like dig, like you could hit, Co- you could hit all the swap meets and Kobe's and stuff. Just yeah, you know, Kobe's was where like a lot. Of yeah, people I used to go, go smoke and fucking you know, um, and walk around and you could find a bunch of stuff. But now it's just you just see a bunch of dudes and a bunch of you know girls, which is cool. You know, I turned it into a business now because yeah. I went to straight the owner to Kobe swap me and he started, he wanted vintage got so big. Yeah. That I was like, yo, let's do a, a show like each each um, each end of the month. So we do Vintage Alley at the end of the month at Kobe's, and all it is is just a bunch of vintage of vintage stuff. And then we do every three three months, every third month we do like the sneaker yeah. streetwear vintage, and that's like eleven thousand people. I cop there. some fucking Ronnie Feig Bapesters at the yeah. fucking the sneaker and vintage alley. Yeah, I mean, you, shout out to you, bro. One time I remember going to set up and selling Rottweiler shit, and you were like, "Yo, what's up?" Like, you want to hop on? Yeah, I was like, you bring, yeah, I told him, I was like, "Yo, you bring your shit." Like, "Yo, jump like on it." I DJed night. for like an hour in the yeah, morning. Yeah, I was like, I like, knew you kill it, so I was like, "Yo, jump on the tables." You so want to jump on? Break. The girl I was dating fucking <laughs> hating me. She's like, "You ditched me." I was like, "Look at my bad." Don't tell me fucking spin. I'm down. Like, yeah. So, so we turned it. Yeah, better than selling shit at the swap. Right. So we threw it into that, which is cool. So it was we built a kind of like all San Diego like community of like you know just vintage vendors and i brought a bunch of djs down and we started it during like you know quarantine so it was kind of cool because it was outside so we got away with it so every dj yeah. was hitting me up like yo please <laughs> let me come in. so I, I i tapped in with all the homies and let that come rock and so now we do that every month and it's, it's been successful we made a similar play when we were like working at this art studio in in sherman heights um it was like they would let us throw like these markets, but like kind of sneakily, with, like what's a five hour market? We're gonna have five or fucking seven DJs or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. We yeah. just rock that shit. It was yeah. like a big ass party. People were all fucking drinking, smoking. Drink. People pulling chill. up, listening, and then at the same time, people were buying merch from yeah. him and like yeah. other vendors and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I was still tapping like with a lot of those people yeah, too. Like they're win, just win now. Like, I feel like people like lost their mind like during like quarantine. Like I was selling did, shirts. For sure. I, I don't know if it was steamy checks or what, but like I was selling shirts for like four thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, like like to collectors and stuff like that. Like. um yeah, it was just it was just really good. Like for selling, I don't know if it was people thought they were like people not going to get it no were more. Going out, so they weren't spending money, right? Or know? I don't know what. Oh, but plus people, those fucking unemployment. Yeah, people were just just too. dropping money on stuff. You know what I mean? And um, well, that I mean to his point, I think that was, everyone was collecting like you know unemployment. She, everyone's like buying shit that they're like way out their budget, but it's like <laughs> oh, I'm getting money like every other week from the government just yeah, like, racked up. I don't so know. And like, then be, and then I guess all you could do is like you couldn't go to store, so you could online shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people are just hitting eBay and just buying. I'll hit my credit card. It's just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all just being dropped off at your door. Right. Like in a couple yeah. of days or so. At so, least yeah. in our business, I think everyone thought, like, there was going to be no weed. Because yeah. the next day, like, once the everything closed, we were still open. So we had, like, a line around the block. Well, you also got for, motherfuckers at home doing nothing. Yeah. So they're, like, trying to get <laughs> high as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was crazy because it was... I mean, we never stopped working, you know, so it was like, how do we deal with like all the changes all at once and like having to worry about people who were like seriously concerned yeah. about having to go to work every day, you yeah. know, and, and trying to navigate that. But 
those markets were a lifesaver for me because all I do is go to shows. Like, that's my passion is mm-hmm. I go to concerts. Anyone that follows me, you see, like, my gift to myself is I go to live music and I've yeah. been that way since I was a teenager um, and so I mean I think we've, we've been to we've been at the same shows yeah, several I've seen you times. times yeah because yeah, 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 I'll go to LA you know for we went to, I think we're at Bjork yeah Bjork was some rad other, some other uh, concert too but during uh, COVID I was dying I was yeah. like there's no shows. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone's there's crazy. There's nothing to do. Well, they try to they try to hit you with the live stream shows and the oh yeah, we were internet going, we were on going YouTube crazy on the streams, Twitch. The Twitch. Yeah, that's where a lot of that kind of kind of you kind of make money on Twitch too because you throw your like PayPal up or mm-hmm. something. And people would break you off. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, there'd be like different ways, like that. Um, even like the the podcast thing. That's where like the oh like donate to your favorite podcast. Like the 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 middle man thing that we use has like an option where it's like oh pay out of that so it's like yeah the different avenues to support creatives throughout that time yeah too. it was dope so then yeah so after that i moved up to la started djing networking up there um eventually linked up with uh mugs from soul assassins and and oh. he put me on um soul assassin radio on shape 45 and then um i just dj'd a lot with that and stayed in that circle um you know with stevon oreo did some stuff for mr cartoon show uh, and then um, mm-hmm. just DJing through that circle and being in that circle, Muggs asked me if I wanted to be part of Cycle Round, which is a crew that they needed to DJ. Mm-hmm. So I linked with them and started DJing. And like that's like when I started really traveling and touring with them a lot. And then, um, yeah, that's where it's at right now. So it's it's it kind of died because of COVID. Like we were about to like get, go to Japan, a bunch of other places. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, COVID hit. So now it's it feels like this year is like, the year that a little bit last year was like finally getting back to normal you know what I'm yeah saying? that seems what a lot of people are like feeling like this is the year where like okay we went through this awkward stage the last two years getting out of the whole pandemic thing 2021 i feel like i don't know like how you guys feel about it but like, it was still kind of around but we were still trying to like There's find ways around it the restriction last year was last year was like it's weird like last year was like oh we don't give a fuck but like we don't know how to not give a fuck and move about it with everything that just happened and then this year i think like all right let's let's get all out let's get it all out now let's move back into what shit was a couple years ago before all this whole thing happened so but yeah like that's that's i mean it was like kind of weird like now that it's all gone but it's dope that things are open now and um like i said from like all my like hearing all the genres of like growing up that's why i like mind power like that's why i like you know it's a dope night you can play cool shit how did you, you know? find out about it when it when you first I, came I, I think i came to your birthday okay it was i went my to your birthday. birthday and i've always liked the tower bar like yeah. i like that's that's me like i've done all the popping bottles and club shit like that's cool i just feel like it's like pandora dj and shit DJs aren't really like doing that. They ain't double. They're scratching. They're just playing Cardi B to next, next. Yeah, that's and cool. then you're. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's cool. Or they get on the, the mic. Song, they yeah. get on the mic, start yelling. That's cool. I did that shit up in LA. I did the popping bottles, but like, I've always liked more you know intimate settings, cool shit. Like you yeah. can play a lot. Of, like that's kind of like I got my a lot of influence from DJ Am, and I mm. used to. So when I moved to LA. That was popping like Cine Space. You could see Steve Yoki wasn't even really DJing yet. It was like AM, DJ Spider, Fashion, Hollywood, LAX, Banana Split. Um, those shows were like just real ill DJs, and they would play nothing from like the Smiths to Metallica to like it was just open format shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I've, that's always been to me like yo, that's that's cool. You know what I'm saying? These are like yeah. big names too. Doing yeah, it. and it's yeah. kind of like just it's just 
it's just skills, you know, or not yeah. even skills. It's just you know, different DJs picking cool, different cool music, you know, different genres and stuff. It speaks to their music taste rather than just like, oh, they're not just the mainstream right. type. So shit. Yeah, yeah, and so with my power, that's it kind of feels like that, you know, kind of gives it that feel of like we can play whatever the fuck we want. If I want to play some punk music, I'll play a punk set tonight, and it's yeah. cool, you know, like. Um, and people love it. Like they're not like they go in with that mentality of. What's gonna happen tonight? You know. Yeah, so it's 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 really cool vibes, and um, yeah, definitely come check out the next one, and it's it, I think you'll really dig it. You know. Yeah. Well, really we're dope. super grateful. When he was like, "Yeah, I want to do the next one," we're like, "For real?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I like we're like where I like cool little <laughs> spots like that better because it's just you can talk to the people, people come buy you a drink. I feel with all that club shit. It's just, it's just too bougie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool, you know. But. Pandemic kind of ruined that experience too, because it was kind of like a like a smoking mirror in a way, where you're just like, oh, the lights and everything is cool, like, and then bottles, and you're spending all this fucking money and all that. But then you go a year without it, then you go back into it, and you're just like, why am I? Why are we all doing this for? Yeah, and I like more? spots that m- people, you know, appreciate music. Yeah, you know more, what I'm inti- more intimate, more, more intimate, like spot, you yeah. know, like all you're gonna hear is like. Bad Bunny and 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 uh, to the other spots, you know, Bad Bunny and like Top Forty and like it's kind of gimmicky to me. You know what I'm saying? I get it and I understand it, and you know I'll do it. You know if the money's right, but like as far as like what's cool to me is like open format shit. And people appreciate the music, you know. I think as a DJ, like you know the experiences that I've had doing that because I I started as a designer and I started working with another designer that was like, hey, we should throw a party, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Started to learn how to DJ. I had somebody who was mentoring me. I had to go home, practice, work on my shit, work on my transitions, everything. But, like, having that, like, my mentality was always, like, I like seeing people dance. I don't necessarily want to be, like, a flashy person. Like, I just like bringing people together and seeing them fucking move. So I would always just, like, you know, lean on my own musical influences, which, you know, was from the youngest age was, like, G-Unit, Kanye West, Common, the Gorillas. And yeah. it's all the shit my parents listen to, yeah. you know, and put us on to. So yeah. it's like, what influenced you? you exactly. Know and, yeah. and then, like, you know, being able to, like, catch the, you know, the Michael Jackson samples in, like, these Kanye West songs or something. Like, now yeah. it's like, oh, shit, I hear, like, reggaeton songs that are, like, sampling, like, older shit or sampling yeah. hip-hop. And it's just, like, it blends it so cool that I just really enjoy, like, listening to new music and sharing that with people when I'm playing. And I think yeah. if it's, like... It's in a certain BPM range. I think it'll kind of like make people still move even if they don't know it. And I like, I love playing music for right, that reason. Right. Don't get it in early like, 2000, Y2K is so yeah. hot right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you can come to Mind Power and play fucking reggaeton. Yeah, yeah. You can play whatever we, the fuck you want. We would, we would be like, all right. That's like, it, and that's kind of too is like what, what I like about it and like what, like it was kind of like the parties up there in LA. And I got very influenced by Banana Split because that's when I started Tres Leches mm-hmm. in and, oh, and, see, and you know, yeah. and and That's Logan, yeah, and that shit was popping, you know, and it was kind of like the same thing, like open format DJs, DJs come play whatever the fuck you want, as long as you're funky, as long as you're ill, you're good, you know what I mean? Get the people. And going. I had a lot of DJs, like big time DJs, that were hearing about the party that just wanted to come spin for free because it's just the vibe. So, going back to what you're saying is like, would people appreciate? Like, I think the crowd that gets goes there is like they're gonna appreciate whatever the fuck the DJs are going to play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As long as it's cool and everyone's having a good time. And uh, personally, when I DJ, I like to throw, I like to like, I throw some wow factor joints in there, mm-hmm. but I also like to throw the tracks where motherfuckers like, wouldn't think like, oh shit, I don't, that would be hard to mix this or, you know, I right. can't believe this full throwing that in, you right. know? 
Yeah. But, uh, that's my kind of thing. That's why we my, save them for last. Best. One of my favorite, like, <laughs> kind of routines is, like, that Tom Tom Club, like, Genius of Love into, like, G Perico, like... You know, yeah, there you go. And then the lotto. Yeah, already know. I'm like, yeah, you do that shit all the time. He's already loading up like crazy right now. Yeah, I already know how he does that shit too. I do that same thing too. It's so fun, bro. Like, that shit is so fun. And I just love like seeing people get together and enjoy it. I did that with the We Fly High by Jim Jones, like that sample before. There you go. And then, like, I was like, as soon as that, like, part of the sample drops, and then it's like We Fly High. And I think it inspires me. Like, when I hear Mike Giant, he started off with, uh, Either Rocket or Colors last time. He played Rocket. He stayed up with Rocket. <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker played Rocket. I was like, that's, next time I come, I want to play something, too. Yeah. But I think it's also cool, like, listening to all the DJs mm-hmm. and being like, yo, like, oh, shit, this motherfucker played this. Like, damn, I want to come back and play something different, you know? I yeah. want you know, stuff like that. So yeah. it's all about inspiring. That sounds like a fun time. Sounds, I'm looking forward to 23 because like really I feel like people are going to be out again. Yeah. yeah. Outside. Like, we're outside. Last couple again, years yeah. was rough, bro. Like throwing events and then being like, oh, shit. We got like, you know, a fun 30, 40 people. But like, you know, this could be 200 people yeah. like packing this shit out. But they're just scared to catch COVID, which sucks. Like, yeah. Or, or just, they like, just too don't much, know. Yeah. They're just too, they, they're either uninformed or just like. Like, COVID has allowed people to be like, all right, like, why why go outside and all that? And, like, because there's that risk of that, too. So, but now I think, yeah, we are getting to, like, a point where, like, people are just like, fuck it. Like, why are we even going to be inside and do all this still when everybody else is out trying yeah, to be and I'm make all moves about, again? Like, yeah. If you need feel the need to be safe and wear a mask, like, wear a mask, like, uh, like all about that, you know. Safety comes first, yeah, and there like are some that people shit down who. Hit the blind. Like, yeah, that shit. you know. I mean, for me, that's a, you know, that's it's it culturally, I guess that makes it a little bit difficult for me. But um, you know, I can understand people's hesitations because there are people who, you know, can have their immune systems can't handle something like that, or they have family members that can't. So I get it. But there are still communities of people that are still trying to make <coughs> cool events for people to come out. Um, two um, and Mind Power is just one of them. There's so many, um, but we just wanted to create a space that we would like to go out to on our free time um, and have a good time and you know be able to give back. Well, and we've been missing out, bro. Where have we been? At? <laughs> <laughs> we pull up the fucking tower bar. It's been That's what I was like, like, damn, like, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up and spend some too. Yeah, it's been up. super. It's been word of mouth. Like we post posted up on our own personal socials and. The people that come, you know, come out and they seem to keep coming back. So um, I talked to Mike and, you know, pick his brain about, you know, his travels and and his interests and stuff like that. It's just like a a good space for everyone to come together and and have conversations, enjoy music you may have heard, music you may have not heard. um, And, you know, vibe out. Hell yeah. What we all about? That's what we're about here at Dice Roller Radio. You know, we're outside, you know, move accordingly, of course, uh, and be safe. But just know that 2023, we're outside. We're outside. We're outside. What's your thing, bro? Who got the better food, LA or San Diego? (laughs) Yeah, important question. Oh, Oh, man. He's at a loss for a word. No, no, no. You know what I thought about? Because there's the restaurants, right? Yeah. But it's different. Yeah, it's different. But I, I got now no the Mexican food. So I just moved back. I'm back in Dago now. I've been this is my like probably first month I, oh, I was from oh, LA. Shit. So I'm back down here. Nice. But food wise, gotta go with Dago. Oh, oh. yeah, because Dago oh, stepped yeah. their shit up. Dago stepped their shit up, bro. Like straight up with the restaurant, the food places. Yeah, I'll yeah, they, so uh, too. The, yeah, they well, stepped their shit up. Well, Bert always says 
San Diego breeds them, LA feeds them. Yeah. So as far as like, that's also <laughs> no, that's also yeah, no, it's true. That's facts. So yeah, I go like, Dago, man. I mean, but Dago stepped up their game with a bunch of restaurants and shit. You know? I say so too. I mean, yeah. It is the salty D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, also want to remind everybody out there that today's podcast is bringing being brought to you by MJ and we have a promo code where you guys can get $10 off of your order in the store or online and that's just Dice Roller 10 you can put that in online or when you go into the store follow us on Instagram um, follow Mike follow uh, Julian profile Um, big shout out to you guys for also letting us be a part of this space again in this new yeah, year. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's right. I only got five on it, but I only got ten on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shout, out, shout outs to Tribal Streetwear. Come hit me up, man. My studio's at uh, Tribal uh, in downtown, man. Come holla at me. I'm Absolutely, always in my studio man. working, man. Definitely. Absolutely. Do you have shout any other events going on aside from Manpower? Um, next week, I'm actually doing a fundraiser with Sick Jackin. We're doing a show up in L.A. And the next Sunday, I'm doing an art show with my friend Sean Cush in Venice Beach. And, um, yeah, I got a couple more. So just hit me up on um, at DJ Joel Ramirez on Instagram. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You got to follow these legends, man. Julian Ramirez, sure, Tribal Streetwear, Mike Giant, the OG, and Profile, yo. <laughs> Are right, you sparking that joint up? What what record are you listening to, bro? Tonight? What do you mean record in here or no nah, anything? Yeah, anything? What's just like a record you want to uh, spark one and just listen? You know what? I've been listening to this group called Camp Low. Camp oh Low, yeah, the bro! Camp Low, yeah. Hell yeah! Um, Lucini. Yeah, yeah, the Lucini. Lucini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I've been listening to a lot, a lot of them, man. Camp Low. They, those guys are nice. Damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you know what I found out? So, you know Jay-Z? You know how the single Feeling It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That beat was actually Camp Low's first. First had Camp Low and Jay-Z kind of oh, like finessed damn. him for it and put Feeling Out and it blew up. Oh, but Camp Low was on it first. Oh. And feeling they have the, they it. Have feeling the, it from... They have uh, it, yeah, they have the... Uh, feel, the from Reasonable Doubt, right? Yeah, the Camp Low version is on YouTube and I've been bumping oh, like it. Jay-Z's notorious oh, for that. Oh, yeah. He'd be... Yeah, he'd be, like, he be bullying motherfuckers. No, he'll bully the shit out of a producer. He'd be like, yeah, no, that I need shit, that. The Dipset, all of them. It is like Timbaland and them, yeah, yeah. and then Pharrell and them. But. So, yeah, definitely had to be Camp Low, though. That's fine. That shit. Machine. Yeah. What are you guys listening to right now? Shit, I, I've been listening to all the new TD stuff, like like Absol, like I like his new album. How is his new album? Oh, yeah, it's I really that was good. Amazing. I listen. I've been listening to that and like Scissor shit too. I like Scissor's album. I like her stuff. So them those two albums right now are like. Uh, in rotation for me. You know what? Honestly, I, I think I said this on the last episode, but I listen to the radio a lot when I drive around, so I still listen to like 95.7 and classic, I jump between 95.7, 107.7, Those are like the two Latino radio stations that are local. So 107.7 is Mas Flow and that's LA, Tijuana, San Diego. You know what's crazy is like San Diego like has like a bunch of like, I don't know, like pirate like channels. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think, I don't know which one I don't want to say the number, but I like will stumble upon shit and mm-hmm. it'll be like one will be like reggae all day and then mm-hmm. one is like I think it's like in TJ yeah. and they'd be playing like crazy 80s music like Susie and the Banshees like uh, Joy Division all uh, kinds of shit yeah. and then they'll play like a Christmas song or yeah. something you're yeah, like yeah, what yeah. the fuck <laughs> but um yeah there's a, I, that's when I listen yeah, to that's crazy no to. um uh, Billy Knight who's like an oh, old yeah, school yeah. DJ from San Diego yeah, like yeah. he's on that station once in a while uh, Ukeem is on that shit once in a while and I'm just like what the fuck like this is fucking tight like yeah, I yeah, love yeah. listening to the radio and shit so 
That's usually what I'm on. Plus, it's like there's always clean mixes. I'll be in the car with my kid and shit. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I just can't stand the commercials. Yeah. No, nah, but I have all my presets. I have so like, like fucking. Yeah. My girl hates commercials. There's a big commercial and she just turns it off. Yeah. I just can't stand commercials. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. That's mostly it. I mean. Other than that, I listen to like I don't know, it's all kinds of all the newer shit that comes out. Just cause I, when I go play, I usually have like older shit already yeah. that is like in there. But you know, newer shit. Just listen to fucking Drake and shit once in a while. Can't yeah, right? you know, like it's whatever. good. You listen whatever. to Twenty One. Do something for the baby. Yeah, man. Word up. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. No, Anytime. Thank you for I appreciate on. you have out here on you got, you got a little That was your uh, Your rapid question You smoke a joint What, what record you Well to? we tried to do The earthquake The moon And then like <laughs> You, you know, go to the moon <laughs> One of those <laughs> man, one, both, There's like two drastic guys ones, And you're just like Yo you're smoking a joint What you think <laughs> Oh shit I mean, I'm trying to keep it light now <laughs> The rain yeah, yeah. <laughs> The rain Well we get funny. flooded out now Like yeah. It's like, yo, know. if you're in a tsunami, which records are you pulling out? That's <laughs> a just tsunami. Like, oh, like, I don't know if we got anything to listen to in a tsunami. But. Use your fucking tables as a flotation device. And yeah. yeah. Like. Oh, and then it's Waterworld all over. And then now it's like, what records are you listening to if it's Waterworld scenario? I mean, but, you could technically burn your vinyl and keep warm. Indeed, that's where I guess what's more <laughs> what's more important: your survival or your the, your, yeah. listening, sleep, your listening keep pleasure. Keep yeah, right, right. Paper. Yeah, that's where all, that's where priorities coming at that. <laughs> Uh, but no, thank you again. We're you know thanking the whole room. I think this is where we come to an end on this. Uh, it's been another successful episode here Shout at Lo- Stacks Lo-Fi. Shout uh, Dice Roller Radio. Shout episode. out to Will B. Of course. Shout out to Stilo. Episode 69. Shout out to Mara. Shout out to <laughs> MJ, of course. And uh, shout out to all our old listeners and news. Everyone on the YouTube. YouTube subscribers. Shout out AG, of course, controlling that. Uh, everything on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Got to always shout everybody out on that and just all the support throughout the years. 2023, uh, hopefully. Yeah, AMP, we're, right. we're getting that going right now with the AMP. You know, We want to definitely get that with, uh, you know, it's a subscriber thing through Amazon where we're going to be putting on uh, a radio type show, playing records and, uh, you know, live recordings and stuff like that. So tune in on that and... Uh, like I said, yeah, 2023, big shit happening. We're going to have a lot more going on here inside Stacks Lo-Fi. And then just, you know, stay tuned. Subscribe to everything. We got another episode planned for the end of the month. So yep. Yeah, another episode planned for the month. Stay tuned. Uh, you know, make sure you check out Raw Wilder, of course. Uh, yeah, I just did the ordering for, like, the, like the spring collection. So yeah, you know. I'm looking forward to dropping a bunch of new shit, too. Yeah, hit up hit up Stilo, anything Raw Wilder, that's him. MJ, shout out to MJ, of course. Anything MJ, shout out to Mara for that, of course. And... Um, yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate you, everybody, again. Peace. Peace. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out.